Super Talk Mississippi media production. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Well, for those of you that can join us, welcome in on this Tuesday. Sports Talk Mississippi, Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you. Ole Miss basketball tipping off right now. So some of you guys probably had to switch over to the app or find us at supertalk.fm. And now that I have confirmed, by the way, that uh, basketball is covering up some of our stations, I'm going to make sure the folks on social media know if they're looking for us, they can find us basically everywhere. If you use the radio, you can find us on the radio. By the way, talk radio... Still, by far, the most consumed audio platform in this great United States of America, by far. Every other audio consumption platform combined doesn't match AM and FM radio. So, there's your stat of the day. But you can find us there. You can find us on C Spire TV. You can find us on supertalk.fm slash watch or listen. You can find us on the Super Talk Live app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, maybe we don't reach the moon, but it's possible. I mean, well, what, you might reach the stars, though, right? Is that we, we had an argument about that that saying just a few weeks ago, I think. So, yes, we are everywhere. We are, we are legion. Maybe we don't want to be that, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> we are everywhere. So, yeah, let me... Um... I'll get this out in a second, but let's start with this, though. we got so much to talk about. Uh, starting in the 5 o'clock hour, I think, is is the current plan. We may move it up. Why not? But Mississippi State added a huge piece out of the transfer portal. And example number 5,000 of why the transfer portal is good for college football. We'll get to that a little bit later. we got David Cobb coming up here in an hour. We're going to talk about coaching hires, grading the coaching hires in college football, who did the best, who did the worst? We won't do all 30 of them. I mean, I couldn't tell you who Temple hired. Could could you? No. I thought about it for a second. I was going to see if maybe the name would pop in there, but no. No idea who Temple hired. I do want to start with this, though. I kind of want to defend somebody. Uh, we have a new news director. His name is J.T. Mitchell. He's fantastic. Oh, I should have known who it was, though. He... He's a former Mississippi State assistant, Stan Drayton. Stan Drayton, okay, there it is. So uh, after a quick Google, there you go. So we're not going to do that one, although, hey, A-plus, right? Former state guy, hope he has great success coaching at the college level. But we'll focus on the the bigger jobs in the sport. But something fascinating, and not in a good way, but more of, of a shocking story broke last night where a college football player was arrested for trying to fraudulently 
seek over or near a million dollars in COVID-19 benefits. Wild story. College football players fraud COVID benefits. Well, Abdul Malik McLean was arrested, and that's why this story is local. He was on Jackson State's football team this year. Although these crimes occurred when he was at Southern Cal. He transferred to Jackson State. Super Talk reported on that story, as did everybody else, because it's a rather significant story. College football player with Mississippi ties gets arrested in a pretty hefty scheme. I'll give you a little bit of the report from uh, from JT. Because it's newsworthy. Jackson State football player Abdul Malik McLean has been arrested on federal charges alleging he orchestrated a scheme that fraudulently sought nearly $1 million. McLean, who transferred from the University of Southern California, was arrested in Los Angeles on Tuesday morning. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office, the Rancho Santa Margarita, California native, organized and assisted a group of teammates in filing fraudulent claims for unemployment benefits generated by the COVID-19 pandemic. He allegedly aided in filing over 36 fraudulent applications that sought at least $903,000 in pandemic unemployment assistance benefits. The eventual payout was just over $200,000. There's more to the story, but every detail is in there. So that story was shared by us at Sports Talk Mississippi, obviously. So, and uh, here is one of their replies. Seeing headlines like this, why even try to paint your own state school in a negative light? This happened while he was at USC, has no affiliation with his time, nor players at JSU. He's no longer even on the roster. That's because he got arrested. Do better. That was what we were told, to do better. And I then, can't stand do better. Do better is getting up there with, like, rent-free, for me, of what yeah. I see. It's like, just shut up. So I replied, blaming us for a national news story, one where every outlet makes reference to Jackson State as something that you can do. The reply, that is a cop-out. You can and should do better. It doesn't matter what national media does. You have an individual responsibility to portray the truth. Nothing that JT wrote was inaccurate. Either way, how many people do you think will read this headline only, form a conclusion, and move on? That's okay because the mainstream media did it? I said, it's not our responsibility to read for people. Context can't be fit in a tweet. That's what the article is for. The article makes reference to when the incident occurred and where it occurred. That doesn't make the fact that it was a Jackson State football player untrue. But either way, this continued for a while. Uh, We were accused again of putting negative connotations on a school in your own state. Why not call him a USC linebacker? It had nothing to do with JSU. It occurred at USC. It could have read, former USC linebacker. Would have been just as accurate and not associated the crime with JSU in a headline. I don't understand doing that to an in-state institution and being okay with it. I, I know JT. He's a good guy. Really good guy. Honest guy. I promise you, he doesn't want to write about something like this. But it is news. This person did play football for Jackson State this season. That person was arrested on a very unique to 
the college football world charge. It is a story. And he did not report it inaccurately. Accusing him of trying to paint Jackson State in a negative light is foolish, wrong, and honestly, kind of sensitive. If well, that's it, what it, America is right now. It's just sensitive. If it was Aaron Brula, and I know he transferred out of Mississippi State, if it was... It all doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If, if Aaron Brule had gotten arrested and you wanted to put former Mississippi State linebacker in the headline, nobody's going to say anything about that, or at least I'm not, because it's true. And this guy comes in with, this is why half of America distrust journalists. No, that's because most of half of America are just stupid. I'll just come out and say it. So it wasn't a player at the time of the article. Because of what's happening here, played this season, specifically had his his shining moment against Louisiana Monroe this season. If Matt Corral gets arrested on January 2nd, are we not allowed to say, because he, he won't be on the roster anymore, we're not allowed to say Ole Miss quarterback? What are we doing here? It's the semantics just, are killing y'all, man. Yeah. It's, um, it, again, if you don't, and this, it's not fair to, it, this isn't Jackson State's fault, okay? It's not their fault that this happened. College football teams are filled with 85 and then more with walk-ons, people between ages of 18 and 22. I don't know if you knew this, people between the ages of 18 and 22, regardless of who their coaches are and what culture they're in, do stupid things. It is not a Jackson State issue that this happened. It happens everywhere. Players do stupid things all over the country at every program. Even BYU players do dumb things, right? And they're all Mormons. It, it, it just, that's how it happens. Dumb things happen. This isn't Jackson State's fault. However, when a player who played for Jackson State this season gets arrested on a crime like that, it is a story. It is not painting Jackson State in a negative light. Arrests are negative. They're bad stories. You don't like to see it, but it is a story. And Super Talk News did not do anything wrong here. It is not Super Talk's fault that this player who played for Jackson State got arrested. So accusing the guy down the hall now, really good guy, of lacking in integrity or painting Jackson stated in a negative light, and by the way, for what it's worth, you should have heard all the good things that JT had to say about Coach Prime and Jackson State and, and what's going on there at the Christmas party the other night when he and I talked for a while. That's not what he's doing. Anyway, I'll get off the soapbox. We'll get to sports next. We were just talking about sports. That we were. was sports. That was sports, but... That's the negative side of it. You hate to see it. But, yeah, it did happen when uh, when he was at USC and will not suit up for Jackson State again. Got more important things to worry about moving forward. We'll be back. You know that nowadays more people are cutting the cord, ditching traditional cable and satellite television, and instead just streaming everything. With Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's over-the-top advertising, you can get your business seen on streaming TV. 
Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted team can show you how your ad dollars can go further to reach a more targeted audience. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. The Dean's List with Janice Dean. A military veteran who doesn't let a disease stop him from doing what he loves the most makes today's Dean's List. Norman Greenstein is known as the Parkinson's painter. In high school, his art teacher said he'd never make it as an artist. So he did other things for a career. He still did his art from time to time, but never as a full-time job. But after being diagnosed with Parkinson's three years ago, Norman decided to take up his passion again, full-time, and wanted to raise awareness for those that live with the same illness. Gabe Greenstein says his father continues to fight through his challenges to do what he loves. An online gallery was launched to feature his beautiful art. In 2018, Norman, who lives in Hartford, Connecticut, began selling his first paintings, with galleries exhibiting his work. The team is also working on releasing Norm's first digital art collection. Well done, Norman. Keep on doing what you love. That's what life is all about. Janice Dean, Fox News. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. But what if the online information about your business is incorrect, or even worse, not very flattering? If your online presence isn't great, you may be losing customers. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's trusted and highly trained team is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. This is Fox on Justice. Google in the spotlight as an unredacted version of a lawsuit filed by Texas AG Ken Paxton on behalf of 15 states charges the company with rigging the online advertising market and squashing the competition. Google operates AdEx, the largest electronic trading market for online ads in existence, processing 11 billion online ad spaces every day. The company also owns the largest buy side and sell side online ad brokers and colluded with Facebook to maintain its competitive position. The result? Well, according to the suit, the company dominates the business, taking a 22 to 42% cut of all ad spending. One senior Google employee admitting the analogy would be if Goldman or Citibank owned the New York Stock Exchange. Google, for its part, says the lawsuit is riddled with inaccuracies. Jerry Willis, Fox News. The Magnolia State to the world. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi at supertalk.fm. Here we go. Sports Talk Mississippi. Here's more. Super Talk Mississippi. Rudolph the red nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you might even say it glows. And all of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer game. Then one Welcome back into Sports Talk Mississippi. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you. We're going to do some musical chairs for the next couple of weeks. As you guys can imagine, we are... Uh, Got Christmas holidays and stuff coming up, so Richard's off today, Haydad's off tomorrow and Thursday. You got Christmas music all day on Friday. So if you want to hear some some Steve Azar, some Catfish Christmas, and a whole lineup of hand selected Christmas music, that'll be there all day for you on Friday. 
And then the week after Christmas, you guys won't hear from me. And I know some of you are pretty happy to know that. But you won't hear from me all next week. I'll be uh, visiting my dad in South Carolina. And uh, then we'll be back after the new year, rocking and rolling, all three of us ready to go. So uh, we'll be all over the place, but we're glad you're with us. And uh, there will be shows right here. It just might be a combination of me and Richard or Richard or Hey Dad or Hey Dad or Will or Richard and Hey Dad and Will, and it's it's going to be a lot. But we're still going to bring you uh, energy, passion like we always do, and we're glad that you guys are with us on this Tuesday, this cold Tuesday afternoon. Chris and Boonville, yes, I'm glad you brought this up, my friend. Chris and Boonville on the text line. You want to be like Chris, you can. 601-879-4395 is the C Spire text line. You want to be like Chris? Yeah, buddy. Chris, thank you for bringing that up. So we mentioned it on Friday, I think it was Friday, that there was a uh, neutral site minor league hockey game being played in Biloxi, and they were going for the attendance record. The attendance record would have been 5,028. The previous record was 5,027. So they needed 5,028 to break this league's attendance record. If you guys remember, the Federal Prospects Hockey League, the FPHL, is looking at expansion locations. Looking for uh, places that are interested in the sport to add a team. And they have picked Biloxi as a place that they are scouting. You guys on the coast know that, and people in Jackson had a hockey team as well. You guys remember that, but you folks on the coast had a nice little run there in the ECHL from your Seawolves back in the day, and there was still a thirst for it. Well, again, that record was 5,027. On Friday night, 7,288 people showed up to watch a neutral site minor league hockey game in Biloxi. So that number one more time. 7,288. The previous record was 5,027 league-wide. 7,000. I don't know that State will have a basketball crowd bigger than that this year. i got to look to see the Memphis attendance. Yeah. Because I don't... Actual butts and seats? Ole Miss plays State on a Saturday at like 7 o'clock. Oh, yeah. So that's got a good chance to be a good crowd. State, I, I'm not. I know State plays Ole Miss on a Saturday in Starkville. I don't know what time it is, but you don't have Kentucky coming in. You don't have LSU. You do have Alabama. But beyond that, I don't know that you'll have over seven seven thousand actual people in their chairs for any game. So that's really impressive. Uh, there, there's a video online if you want to see it. Uh, I mean, it's. It's really impressive, and uh, shout out to you guys on the coast. I uh, I'm looking forward to seeing because if this league's actually expanding, uh, you guys you're going to get a team. So congratulations because that's awesome. And uh, shout out to you guys on the coast for uh, for filling up an arena to watch a neutral site minor league hockey game on a Friday night. That is uh, that is pretty cool. Let's start with this though. Yeah. Grading the coaching hires. So, coaching search season is basically over. I think it's over. Barring some kind of scandal or something like that. And yes, uh, Ole Miss is going to be hiring an offensive coordinator soon. Mississippi State's going to be hiring an assistant uh, inside wide receivers coach soon. Yes. And, you know, there's always some staff turnover. Maybe there's an assistant that after the bowl game, Mike Leach or Lane Kiffin 
sends packing. We'll see. That That's possible. But for all intents and purposes, for the big stuff, coaching search season is over. So we're going to grade the hires from the, the bigger name jobs. Not all the jobs, but the bigger name jobs. We're going to grade the hires. We'll start with this. Dan Lanning, Georgia's defensive coordinator at Oregon. If you had to give it a grade, A, B, C, D, or F, plus or minus, if you will, mm. what would you give it? C plus feels like that's a program that could do better than an assistant coach, especially. I mean, I always have a an aver- maybe aversion is not the right word, but when you're the coordinator of a star-studded unit, it's it's difficult for me to look at you and say, okay, that guy's going to probably make a great head coach. I mean, in 2018, would we would you you know if you're Oregon and you'd hired Bob Shoup? Are you, are you, you know, well, that's, what are we talking about? He, he had, you know, the best defense in the country. So I think, you know, working under smart is certainly a plus for him. I think he could he'll probably be a good recruiter, but there's nothing on his resume that I just look at and go, that's a slam dunk hire. Yeah, I, I think C is where I'm falling. It, I'm sure it's got potential. I mean, SEC ties and knowing, Really, if you're going to recruit, how you have to recruit, maybe he can bring that to Oregon and, and do what needs to be done to get the best players on the West Coast to go to Oregon and, and those kind of things. But I'm with you. I, you know, Coordinator hires work. They do. They have before. But I imagine it's pretty darn easy to coordinate a defense that is filled with five stars. Yeah. Yeah, I just... I just what What was he doing from a coaching perspective that stood out? You know, it's you know personnel management when you have a great roster is one thing, but you know, were there times where you were like, wow, he really made the right call there? That blitz he dialed up at that moment, that was the right call, or was it just he was just manhandling everybody because he had superior talent until he didn't, and in the one game they didn't have superior talent, they got blown out. So I don't know. That's uh. That's an interesting one. I, I, I'm not in love with it. I felt like Oregon could probably have done better, but uh, yeah. we'll see how that works out. I'll skip Duke for now. How about Virginia? Tony Elliott. I, I, I think this, to me, is like a D+. Plus. I, I know people like him and think he's a star in the industry, but Clemson's offenses for the last two years have not been good, especially this yeah. past season, and you're bringing that guy, I don't know. Not a great track record either with Clemson offensive coordinators. Chad Morris, a bum. Jeff Scott, not really that impressive down at South uh, South Florida. You know, it, it kind of helps when you have Deshaun Watson and you have Trevor Lawrence, you know, setting things up. for. Again, it's sort of the same thing, right? These guys are the coordinators of units where they had elite quarterbacks. Now, granted, they played a role in recruiting those kind of guys, but I don't think that, you know, Tony Elliott's going to start recruiting a guy like Trevor Lawrence to Virginia. So I might not be as as harsh as you. When you're Virginia and you can get the offensive coordinator of a good program, that's probably a good hire. So, but to say it's impressive wouldn't be anything. Again, C plus probably is about the best I could do. This one is uh, it was polarizing, no doubt. But when you look at the hire itself, Miami and Oregon's Mario Cristobal. If you had to grade that hire, what would you give it? That's probably an A. You got a sitting head coach, a, a sitting head coach who's a winner, 
from a good program. I mean, you you got a head coach from a program that is better than yours. It would be similar for Mississippi State to go out and get LSU's head coach or, or something like that, or Texas's head coach. That's that's the kind of, of, of thing we're talking about here. Granted, he's an alum, so that gave you some, some something to work with. But that, Mario Cristobal is a winner. He's a winning head coach, an elite recruiter, which I think you need to have in Miami because there's so much talent down there. You can't let it get away. And you know, I think he'll I think he'll do a good job there. I, I'm not saying the U is back, but I do think that he can he can win there. So I'll give that I'll give that higher an A. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I I will go as far to say as I think that the U will be back. They're not yet, but I think they will. They yeah. lucked into a grand slam hire. This was a guy that I thought was going to be Nick Saban's replacement at Alabama. His resume is fantastic. He's done a really good job at Oregon. He's a great recruiter. He's really well-respected. He's got great connections with hiring assistants. I mean, this is a guy that was ready-made for a huge college football job. Kind of had one, but for, like, SEC big-time job, and Miami lucked into him. They Cristobal's the guy that sort of people have pegged as when Saban steps down, that he'll be yeah. a, a, a favorite to get the Alabama job. So, yeah. And I think he would have done great there. It's a it's yeah. a home run hire that they lucked into only because he's from there and no other reason. Yeah. Yeah. And, hey, they still hired him, so they get credit for that. If you but, hire a head coach from a program that's better than yours, you're going to get an A. Just no, that simple. No, uh, no doubt. So we'll continue on these next. If you guys have uh, some answers, we'll love to hear from you. 601-879-4395 is the text line. And thank you guys for being a part of the show today, knowing that a lot of our station lineup is knocked out because of uh, some afternoon matinee basketball in uh, in Oxford. you got State tonight as well uh, playing hoops. In Jackson. In Jackson, playing Winthrop tonight at the Coliseum. So we'll be right back. More coaching grades next. Nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. A lot of businesses are losing opportunities to get new customers if they're not online. With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. The highly trained and trusted team at Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. This is House Call for Health. Drug overdose deaths in the United States topping 100,000 annually. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's National Center for Health Statistics releasing provisional data showing 100,306 overdose deaths during a 12-month period ending in April of this year. That's an increase of nearly 29% or more than 78,000 deaths from the same period the previous year. Many of the overdose increases came from synthetic opioids, primarily fentanyl, methamphetamine, cocaine, and natural and semi-synthetic opioids. The CDC says overdoses can be prevented using several strategies. Enhance linkage to care. Reduce high-risk prescription drug use. Increase distribution of and access to naloxone. That's a non-addictive, life-saving drug that can reverse the effects of an opioid overdose when administered in a timely manner. And increase access to risk reduction service. For more health news, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health on Lisa Brady. Fox News. 
You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Are customers able to find you online? With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Take a pause. Oh, hold on. Let me grab that. Take a pause. Hello? All right, Baxter. Let me get back to you. Now, what if your dog could call you at any time that they wanted to? Dr. Ileana Hersky-Douglas at the University of Glasgow has been working on that. There are already plenty of gadgets that let you talk to your dog remotely, but the doctor wanted to come up with a device that lets the dogs do the dialing. Animals can be active users of technology. She said she put her device inside a ball and connected that to her laptop at home so when her dog, Zach, would shake that ball, the laptop would come on and dial into her at work with a video call. When we first demonstrated the ball to him, he got like a, a bit confused, he whined a bit. Um, but after that, he was perfectly fine with it. Dog phone isn't ready for market yet, but soon you may be able to knick-knack, patty-whack, give the dog a phone. Take a pause. Jill Nato, Fox News. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Lawmakers return to the Capitol January 4th. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman says the state's got more money than it's ever had. We just did our budget, $6.493 billion. It was $563 million more. We actually appropriated $5.8 billion. Those appropriations were done by the Legislative Budget Office. There's $500 million that was not appropriated that can be spent. Some of it certainly will be spent on a teacher pay raise. Members of the House and Senate are committed to spending it wisely. Belzona authorities have one staff member at Humphreys County High School on an investigative hold after allegations from a student revealed possible sexual contact. Reports say the allegation further stated some members of the basketball coaching staff and more than one female student may be involved. An investigation is underway. For the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. Catfish farming has always been a passion for me. I was raised up on a catfish farm. I was born into it. But the only thing I love more than catfish farming is my children and my family. I'm Will Noble from Moorhead, Mississippi, and I'm proud to be the 2020 Mississippi Catfish Farmer of the Year. People all across America love to eat U.S. farm-raised catfish, and I'm proud to be able to produce it right here in the Mississippi Delta. Before the action begins, make sure your bets are in. Every hit. This ball is crushed. Every point. Who they give it to? Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino revolutionizes the fan experience. On your phone, casino kiosk, at the timeout lounge. Don't just be a fan, be a player, be a winner. Get to Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. We're not just fans, we're here to play. Super Talk Mississippi, your new home for the Ben Shapiro Show. We don't hold back. We never shy away from telling you the truth. The most electrifying national talk show on air today. We have the most important guests and the biggest thinkers in America. Ben Shapiro, brutally breaking down the issues of the day. From politics to pop culture, we take a look at all of it. So don't miss out. Weeknights at 9. For something new and unique in talk radio, take a listen to the Ben Shapiro Show. On Super Talk Mississippi.
Here comes more Sports Talk Mississippi. You ready, guys? On Super Talk Mississippi. You better watch out. You better not cry. Better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list. Serena in Oxford says, Sorry, hey, Dad, had to share the awesome video of the Ole Miss Sugar Bowl uniform reveal. Have you seen that yet? With the white helmets? Yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty sweet. Cut that. Save it for later. So you got to respect games sometimes. That's a sweet-looking helmet. It's, it looks good. And if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, Ole Miss uh, released the Sugar Bowl uniform today. It's a powder blue top, the one they've been wearing all season. I want to say something about that, though. It feels like that has become part of the regular uniform now. Yeah. Like, it's not a cool one-off. It's like I think feel like the navy blue is more of the one-off now than the powder blue. Yeah. The, uh, uh, I have a feeling a uh, guy at the top really likes the powder blue. Yeah. That, that's how that feels to me. Uh, but so they're they're wearing the typical powder top and then a white helmet. Think about the old Houston Oilers white helmets. It's like the identical stripe with uh, the red and the the powder blue on the outsides, and then the script old Miss in red with a powder blue outline on a all white helmet. I think it should be part of the permanent rotation. That is a good look for that team, and there are some people. That hate it. Oh, there are Ole Miss fans that hate powder blue and don't use it, don't wear it, all that. It's the last thing I'll say, then we'll get back to uh, coaching grades. When you say it's not an Ole Miss color, or it's not a traditional color or whatever, Archie wore powder blue. Yeah. One of the most iconic images in Ole Miss football is when Chucky Mullins is about to take the field, right? They, they show that image everywhere. What helmet does he have on? Powder blue. That color is part of the fabric of your football program. It is as iconic as anything else in your football program. When you say it's not a school color, I kind of beg to differ. But anyway, so that's out there. You can find it on all the social channels, and you'll inevitably see it when they play here in a couple of weeks. What is State's practice schedule for Christmas, by the way? Are they still practicing, or do they send them home for a little while? I think, I think they are still practicing as of the second, but it's coming up. They'll probably send them home the next few days, and then back probably back on the 26th, if I had to guess. I don't know the schedule exactly, though. And then they'll get ready, and they'll go to Memphis. That's in the middle of the week next week. Yeah. And uh, I figure they'll probably leave the 26th to be there, be there two days. That seems right, right? And then 28th is the game. Yeah. I wonder if they'll get to go to the Pyramid. I doubt it. They take the teams on special events and stuff. But yes, I know, but I don't know if that will be one of them. Not the Pyramid? What about Graceland? No. I, don't, I don't know if they do Graceland or not. I'm sure they'll do something with the Rendezvous and send them all down there to eat some ribs. Heck yeah. Don't, uh, don't rib shave. The Rendezvous is good. It is good. Is it the best? No. Is it good? Yes. It's It's good, but it's not worth the wait that you have to... Do on a normal night. Got to go at an odd hour. All right, coaching grades. Uh, We finished with Oregon, Virginia, Miami. Let's go to Oklahoma. Brent Venables, longtime defensive coordinator at Clemson under Dabo Sweeney. 
finally takes the jump, goes to Oklahoma, what would you grade that hire? It feels like his time has been coming. I didn't think he'd get this big a job. I mean, that's it. You know, and, and we talked about that I think a few weeks ago that the last uh, that it, the last sitting head coach that Oklahoma had hired was you know Howard Schnellenberger, or or four I'm sorry had any kind of head coaching experience. They Oklahoma has thrived on hiring assistants. Stoops was an assistant. Switzer, Switzer was an assistant. Lincoln Riley was an assistant. So the the pedigree is there, and he's a Big Twelve guy. I'll give this a solid B. I think it's a you know a good hire. Uh, I think he made a good hire with Jeff Levy. So you you know you put a competent guy in charge of that offense. You know Venables can coach defense. You know he can recruit. They should be good. I feel like they could have done a little better, but a good B hire. Why do I? Oh, I know why. But I, I feel like he's more likely to succeed than Dan Lanning in Oregon, in part because Venables to I mean he was part of the. Clemson grow up, if you will. Yeah, he was there when they weren't good, when they weren't signing the best players, and was instrumental in the growth of that program. And on top of that, I think he hired an extremely good offensive coordinator. However long he lasts there, I don't know, but that will really help his acclimation to a job like that. Having an OC where you can set it and forget it. What was that old infomercial? The Ronco. Set it and forget it. Yeah, the rotisserie oven. That, that's what you do with Jeff Levy. You set him in. I would feel him. a lot. I would feel a lot better about Venable's future if they weren't going to be in the SEC in two years. Yeah, you know, if they were going to be staying in the Big Twelve, sure, rack them up. But coming to the SEC, better be ready. Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman. They promoted from within. Most people think it's going to be a slam dunk. I get nervous when players about players, coaches especially at a program like Notre Dame. That said, Freeman's got a good pedigree in terms of his resume, coached good defense. I know he'll be a good recruiter. I think he'll relate to his players. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like that's another B. I feel like it's a B. It's, it's crazy seeing all these power programs hire coordinators. Richard's right. I mean, it is just difficult to get a sitting head coach out. You got to throw a bank at them, basically, which is what LSU did. Yeah, there's just so many good group of five coaches out there. Mm-hmm. And Notre Dame's a little bit different in terms of how they got to Marcus Freeman, but I mean, Oklahoma really, really didn't call Bill Clark, didn't kick the tires on Dave Clawson. Uh, although Wake Forest is power five, it doesn't feel like it with the limitations they have there. Nobody in this cycle called Jamie Chadwell. I mean, you've got coaches, head coaches that are winning, and you're taking risks on guys that have never done it. I just The whole dynamic is fascinating to me. It's but, really weird. Like Virginia Tech, for example, they hired a guy whose name you're not going to be familiar with unless you are just deep in college football. Brent Price, his name, he was the defensive coordinator at Penn State. Maybe you believe in him. Maybe he's going to be great. But Virginia Tech could have gotten Jamie Chadwell. think so. You would think so, yeah. They could have gotten Dave Clawson. They could have gotten Dave Clawson. So why is that not the route? They, I, I'm very confused by a program like a Virginia Tech going that route when you've got 
guys that are head coaches. And apparently they were after Napier before he took the Florida job. So, right. But still, there were more than just Billy Napier at the Group of Five level that are winning at a high level. I, I don't understand why people aren't willing to take more chances. I, I just don't get it. It's not, It feels like it's not even a chance. A guy who's proven he can win at a low-level school should be able to win at a high-level school. Should be able to do that. I feel like that's less of a gamble than uh, taking a coordinator who's never done it before. Yeah, and but, of course it hasn't worked. I mean, Charlie Strong didn't work at Texas, but Texas doesn't work at Texas but, right now. But Charlie Strong did work at Louisville. Yeah. He won a lot of games there. Just didn't work at Texas. So, I don't know. Here's we'll the, see how Sarkeesian does. The, the big one, Brian Kelly, LSU. If you assigned a letter grade to that hire, what would that letter grade be? I'm not down on this hire. This is an A hire for me. You got one of the top, at worst, 10, but probably top five coaches in college football to come coach for you. The guy's a good recruiter. He, he, he won a lot of games at Notre Dame and just couldn't get over the hump there because Notre Dame can't beat SEC teams. Now you're, now you're at LSU. If you, if you recruit the right players at LSU, you can be a national championship contender every year. I like this hire. This is an A hire for me. Yeah, even if I think he's he's weird and he's seemingly hard to like, when you poach a guy that's won, what, 10 games in four of the last five seasons or each yeah. of the last five seasons at Notre Dame, and he's recruited well at Notre Dame considering the limitations, you would think LSU will also be able to acquire talent at a higher level than he was able to achieve at Notre Dame. He's obviously a good coach. When you go hire a guy at a place like Notre Dame, it's a big-time hire. It's an A-minus hire, even if I'm really creeped out by the guy. (laughs) He can still coach ball, which is really uh, all that matters. Uh, Real quick, let's go back to Duke because we're up against a hard break. Mike Elko, A&M's defensive coordinator and, I mean, two-parter. What do you think about the hire for Duke? And then also, what do you think this means for A&M? Well, for A&M, I mean, there, there are defensive coordinators out there to get. That's not an issue. Um, they'll be fine. But Elko, good reputation. Um, Duke is a school where, you know, coordinator. Although, again, it feels like Chadwell would have been a good fit there. Maybe Chadwell didn't want to take that job, though. Duke's a tough job. Cutcliffe did a heck of a job just to do what he did. This is a B, B hire for me. Elko's a good coach, but it's not anything, you know, super yeah. splashy. And you're Duke, so it's harder for them to hire coaches than most people. Yeah. A couple more high-profile ones, USC and Florida. I already know what my Florida grade is, and you guys, if you've listened long enough, know what it is. But we'll get to both of those next as we wrap the 3 o'clock hour with you. David Cobb coming up at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Talk college football with him. In the meantime, don't go anywhere. 601-879-4395 is the text line. We'll be right back. No matter where you go, Super Talk Mississippi is there. With FM signals all over the state, you can hear Super Talk Mississippi from the Delta to the Red Clay Hills of Meridian and from Oxford to Biloxi. And when you're out of the state, you can always get the latest Mississippi news and talk online at supertalk.fm. And on your smart device with the Super Talk app, you're proud to call Mississippi home. And we're proud to cover your state like no one else. 
Thanks for listening to Super Talk Mississippi. This is Poll Paris with Fox News Director of Polling, Dana Blanton. Gas prices are at a seven-year high. No wonder most, 72%, say prices at the pump pose a financial hardship for their family. Our Fox News survey also asked, what should President Biden do to bring down prices? A majority says, take action. Relax regulations on domestic drilling or open strategic oil reserves. But one in four says, do nothing. Either keep costs high to discourage people from driving or let the market decide prices. A third of voters believe Biden is happy about higher gas prices because it'll spur use of alternative energy. A recent comment from White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki explains why they might think that. Look, our view is that the rise in gas prices over the long term makes an even stronger case for doubling down our investment and our focus on clean energy options. But it's hard to believe Biden's happy given the 10-point drop in his approval rating. I'm Dana Blanton. That's your poll Puri. Most people think there are just seven wonders of the modern world. But if you wake up with Super Talk, you know there are eight. The amount of information and entertainment Paul Gallo fits into one three-hour show is simply astounding. Astounding. Amazing it is. News, weather, sports, and interviews with the movers, shakers, and playmakers. Experience the wonder of Gallo. Every morning on Super Talk Mississippi. The Dean's List with Janice Dean. A military veteran who doesn't let a disease stop him from doing what he loves the most makes today's Dean's List. Norman Greenstein is known as the Parkinson's painter. In high school, his art teacher said he'd never make it as an artist. So he did other things for a career. He still did his art from time to time, but never as a full-time job. But after being diagnosed with Parkinson's three years ago, Norman decided to take up his passion again, full-time, and wanted to raise awareness for those that live with the same illness. Gabe Greenstein says his father continues to fight through his challenges to do what he loves. An online gallery was launched to feature his beautiful art. In 2018, Norman, who lives in Hartford, Connecticut, began selling his first paintings, with galleries exhibiting his work. The team is also working on releasing Norm's first digital art collection. Well done, Norman. Keep on doing what you love. That's what life is all about. Janice Dean, Fox News. This is Jake Naming, not some actor wearing a red shirt. Whenever I was up to bat at MSU, I would see Farm Bureau Insurance. They supported me then, and they take care of me now. I couldn't ask for more supportive teammates. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance, or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authority from Seaspire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Seaspire Business. Win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit seaspire.com slash business. Birthplace of America's music. This is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24 7 at supertalk.fm. Exciting news. Brace yourself. More Sports Talk Mississippi. Now. Now. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh. 
ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. All right, a couple more for you, but first, there was a question on the text line. We're planning on getting to this at the start of the 5 o'clock hour, but just in case you can't hang on, Mississippi State got a commitment, or I guess in portal recruiting, it's more serious than that. It's not just a commitment, it's a decision. An enrollment is probably more likely. One way to put it, yeah. Uh, Marcus Banks, former four-star from Houston defensive back, was at Alabama uh, somebody asking you, hey, Dad, uh, you know, who is he? Did he play? Is he any good? Uh, he was uh, in there too deep last year. Got beat out. He's the guy who got beat out by Kool-Aid McKistry, who's a five-star true freshman. Uh, so, I mean, this, it's it's typical Alabama, right? Even though they get four-star guys, they're constantly recruiting over those guys. So he just sort of got lost in the shuffle. But from a recruiting perspective, this kid was a very highly touted prospect. Uh, and State has recruited him as a the guy they, they would like to see him Come right into the starting, uh, the starting 11 uh, on defense next year. He and DeCarlos Nicholson will sort of battle that out, uh, to see who starts along Emmanuel Forbes. And, uh, I think this is another example of why the transfer portal is actually really good for college yeah. football. And, uh, we'll get into that later on. We got a couple more coaching hires to grade though. Uh, Lincoln Riley, USC. People called it a coup. Is that a coup? Or was this that's a really a, good hire? That's a coup. To, to get the head coach of one of the top five programs in the country. When I, USC is probably on the periphery, probably a top ten program. Not based on recent results, just based on what they what their ceiling is. They went in and got Lincoln Riley out of, out of Oklahoma when everybody sort of had him pegged for the NFL, right? Everybody thought that his next step would be to the pros. And they got him to, to, to head over to USC. That's A plus. You can't you can't they literally couldn't have the only person they could have hired that would have more been more impressive to me would have been Nick Saban. The West Coast just feels more right for Lincoln Riley than being where he was and joining the SEC. Just feels yeah. like that makes more sense. Yeah, big time. I mean, that's an A plus hire. That's huge. Uh, I mean consistent winner, quarterback whisperer. I mean you you look at his last three starting quarterbacks and, and then what Caleb Williams is going to become. Uh, just an incredible job at Oklahoma for Lincoln Riley. High-profile offense. He's going to recruit like crazy. He already has there at USC. That was a big-time, big-time hire. And uh, last one, Billy Napier at Florida. I like this hire. Napier has been waiting and waiting for the right job. This is a guy who's, you know, we talk about these mid-major coaches. He's won big down at uh, at Louisiana. His record at Louisiana is just as good as Urban Meyer's was at Utah and uh and Bowling Green. I think I think I think Meyer was like 39 and 9 as a head coach when he got hired by Florida and uh, Napier is something like 40 and 12. So and he, this is another guy on the Saban tree so he know you know he sat under that uh under the master and learned from him. I think this is a great hire. For Florida, I give it an A. Yeah, I love it too. I'm a bit of a Napier homer, but I, I just I think at the end of the day, we're going to look and see a guy that's just going to do an exceptional job at Florida. We've got uh, something interesting happened at Florida for Billy Napier as well. By the way, speaking of transfer portal news, mm-hmm. former Ohio State third stringer Jack Miller 
is off to Florida to play for Billy Napier. But the assumption was he wasn't transferring somewhere to be a backup again. Right, so who's so, going to win that battle between him and uh, and Anthony Richardson? And then what happens after that? Yeah. Well, somebody is going to hit the portal again. And my guess is it's Richardson, because if you're Miller, this is your free transfer. Yeah. How does that work, by the way? He hasn't played in a game. He would not have played in a game. You know, because transfers can certainly come in and practice right away. Does it? Does your free transfer only account only count if you get to the season and play in a game? That's or a good if you question, I don't in, know the answer to. I don't know the answer to that. If you transfer in, you practice a few times. You're like, wait a minute, no, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. I'm out. Do you, do you still have the free transfer? I don't know the answer to that. Surely it's not. But my guess yeah, like is if he went through spring and and Richardson won the job that he could leave before the he summer penalty free again. I don't know the answer to that. But somebody, you know, there's somebody they're they're going to have a real live quarterback battle down there at uh at Florida. Interesting with Miller too. You know, we've talked about it many times before the Ole Miss family ties there, but apparently no interest from Kiffin on him. That's uh, that's the word anyway. Maybe that's inaccurate, but yeah, that's the word is that there was no no real interest there. And why do you think that is? I don't know because the the talent is certainly there. Or you think it is based on where he went and how he was recruited and evaluated and stuff like that. And hell, Napier's bringing him into Florida when he's already got Anthony Richardson. Unless he doesn't think he's got Anthony Richardson, which. Excuse me. Goodness got, gracious. Gotta love the new era in recruiting conversation in college football. CBS's David Cobb will join us next at Sports Talk Mississippi. The Magnolia State to the world. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi at supertalk.fm. I'm Rich Dennison. President Biden, in an address to the nation today on rising coronavirus cases, says the Omicron variant should be the subject of concern, but not panic. The president says his administration is making a half billion at-home COVID tests available to Americans for free starting next month. We'll have websites where you can get them delivered to your home. In addition, federal personnel and resources are being deployed to states hardest hit by the increasing infection rates. The CDC is reporting three out of four new coronavirus cases in the U.S. involve the Omicron variant. That's a 600% increase over the course of one week. The agency says those numbers are not surprising to them, and they continue to recommend vaccination boosters to prevent severe illness, though data gathered in recent weeks suggest illness from Omicron, if any, is mild. Fox's Evan Brown. America's listening to Fox News. This 
Francis Fox on justice. Google in the spotlight as an unredacted version of a lawsuit filed by Texas AG Ken Paxton on behalf of 15 states charges the company with rigging the online advertising market and squashing the competition. Google operates AdEx, the largest electronic trading market for online ads in existence, processing 11 billion online ad spaces every day. The company also owns the largest buy-side and sell-side online ad brokers and colluded with Facebook to maintain its competitive position. The result? Well, according to the suit, the company dominates the business, taking a 22 to 42% cut of all ad spending. One senior Google employee admitting the analogy would be if Goldman or Citibank owned the New York Stock Exchange. Google, for its part, says the lawsuit is riddled with inaccuracies. Jerry Willis, Fox News. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Technology is an essential part of our lives, and a coalition called the American Edge Project is concerned some bills being debated in Washington would surrender our country's technology edge to China. Doug Kelly is their CEO. And if you just think about technology's footprint in Mississippi, right, a $4 billion a year economic impact in the state, right? 50,000 people are employed in the technology sector. And when small businesses were forced to close their doors during the pandemic, they turned to tech to sell their products. Nearly one in five Americans admit they've made financial decisions based on their horoscope. Fox's Lillian Wu with the details. That's according to a survey by LendingTree.com, which also looked at credit reports to see how people managed money based on their astrological signs. Virgos, it seems, like to splurge. And Tauruses are the worst at sticking to a budget, though they also have the highest credit scores. Sagittarius, the lowest. With the new law, more people qualify for financial assistance at healthcare.gov. Real customers like Taylor. You know, I wish people knew how easy it was to get health coverage. This new law has made it so affordable. I'm only paying $52 a month, but there are quality plans for even less. New law, lower prices, more people qualify. Enroll by January 15th at healthcare.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Give your customers a whole home energy upgrade. The Propane Energy Pod Builder Incentive Program. What's the Propane Energy Pod? It's a total home energy upgrade that combines high-efficiency propane gas appliances to meet a home's major energy needs and delivers superior comfort and efficiency compared with all electric homes. Not only is it good for homeowners, it's good for builders, too. All propane homes, on average, are valued up to 5% higher than all electric homes. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. If someone calls to tell you you've won something in the Mississippi lottery, you're being scammed. Lottery President Jeffrey Hewitt told us they don't call winners. Our system is very sophisticated. We do know, like the the individual that won the the Match 5, we know where that was sold, what store, because electronically it, it leaves a footprint. But we have no idea who the player was. Scammers are using this ruse to gain access to people's bank accounts. If you're looking for work, there are plenty of opportunities at the Mississippi Department of Human Services. Services. Director Bob Anderson explained that there are jobs in just about every division. We're looking for folks in our child care program, not, not just child care providers, but financial folks. We're looking for in, uh, investigators. We look for monitors, you know, accounting, auditor-type yeah. folks. Uh, our economic assistance division seems like um, our eligibility uh, workforce is just kind of a continuous, um, you know, revolving door. I'm Kelly Bennett. 
MTV is celebrating 40 years, and Grammy Museum Mississippi invites you to explore the history of this iconic exhibit. Take a trip back to the beginning with artifacts and interviews with four remaining MTV VJs. Enjoy memorabilia from Michael Jackson to Bon Jovi with historical moments in MTV programming along with interactives and more. To learn more about the MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV Exhibit, and other monthly programs and events, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org. Are you still searching for the perfect Christmas gift? Taylor Power Systems has you covered. Surprise your family this Christmas with a Briggs & Stratton home generator from Taylor Power Systems. We offer numerous sizes to meet the power needs of any home. Financing is now available. Call us today at 601-932-5674. That's 601-932-5674 to discuss a Briggs & Stratton standby generator for your home. The Magnolia State to the world. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi at supertalk.fm. More Sports Talk Mississippi now. Now. Pats I think Richardson's skill set fits Napier better than Miller. This whole situation in Florida is fascinating with the quarterback position. But right now, we'll turn the page to David Cobb on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team. David with uh, CVS Sports does football, college football, and college basketball for CBS. And he joins us right now on the phone. David, thanks for your time. We were going through... Some grades for the coaching carousel. In your opinion, who made the the best hire, air quotes, best hire in college football? Yeah, definitely got to go USC on that one. It's funny, I was asked that exact same question the other day and uh, didn't really hesitate. It's, it's the Trojans. And uh, the, the guy I was on with uh, on another show, he, you know, he kind of made the case for, for Mario Cristobal at, at Miami, and I get it. But if you're going in terms of like what guys have actually proven in terms of results at their previous stops, then it's got to be Lincoln Riley. And the fact is, you know, Crystal Ball's got a chance to be really successful at Miami because the ACC is down. Uh, but I think there's no doubt that Lincoln Riley will be successful at USC uh, with the Pac-12 South being so up for grabs. And, uh, you know, his offense is proven. Crystal Ball's offense is very much uh, a mystery, a work in progress, not very exciting. Um, so I'm going, um, I'm going with USC and, and Lincoln Riley. That's uh, about as slam dunk as you can get. Uh, what about an off the radar one? So let's remove LSU, Florida, USC from the equation. Is there somebody from one of the the smaller schools, if you will, the the not so high profile jobs that you think made a great hire in this carousel that you're looking forward to seeing. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Mike Elko for Duke kind of sticks out to me as like, hey, that might that might work, or that's certainly about as good as they could have done. You know, Elko's name is frequently mentioned as one of the you know better defensive coordinators in the sport. 
Um, and you go and look, and if you're Duke, you hired a coach that's the same caliber of coach that Virginia Tech hired in, in your same league. You know, uh, Virginia Tech went with Brent Pry, the uh, very good defensive coordinator at Penn State. But if you're comparing uh, Penn State's defenses to Texas A&M's defenses in recent years, uh, Texas A&M's stack up pretty good. And so uh, might have thought that, that Elko could be somebody who could maybe even get a better job uh, than that, but he makes sense because he's got some ties to that region. He was a he was an Ivy League player, and then kind of came up through the assistant ranks uh, and a little bit in that um, in that region of the country, I guess. So uh, he must have been just attracted to that opportunity, ready to run his own program. And I feel like Duke lucked out a little bit by the fact you know that that Elko um, was ready um, to make that jump. David Cobb joins us right now from CBS Sports covering college football and college basketball. So uh, this kind of flew under the radar last week, at least I think it did, uh, where Kirby Smart was asked about what he's going to do with the quarterback position. He said, we're going to go through practice and we'll determine who's going to play later. Uh, What do you think about that? There are a lot of people around Georgia calling for JT Daniels to get the start in the playoff game. Do you agree with that sentiment? What should Georgia do here uh, from your perspective? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I love the fact that, um, for for their sake, that they've kind of got, <clears throat> excuse me, that they've got that element of mystery that they can trot out there. Because, I mean, I, I don't think there's any doubt that you know JT Daniels could add potentially another dynamic to that offense and maybe take the the pocket passing game to another level. That to me is the biggest one of the biggest wild card aspects of the entire college football playoff is Georgia's offense. I mean, it's it's hardly had to do anything all season because of how dominant the defense was. And I think it's an offense that still has another level that it can reach. And uh, Sesson Bennett's been good, but we saw again against Alabama sort of the limitations there. Um, and so the, the Daniels bit is, is a phenomenal uh, wild card to have in your back pocket if you're Kirby Smart. It's kind of like uh, Nick Saban having – have Tua um, able to, you know, that he could throw in there uh, like he did a few years ago when when Tua was a freshman, and so uh, it's it's um, it's a deal where I wouldn't be at all surprised if they do go uh, to J- to JT Daniels. The only concern really is just the fact that he hadn't really gotten many reps over the last couple months, and so I, I would I would venture to guess that he is getting a ton of reps uh, during these bowl practices for Georgia. Sort of saying with that, David. You know, we're ten days away from the uh, the, the playoff games. Obviously, the Georgia Michigan game is the far more intriguing matchup. How do you see that game playing out as we sit here, you know, a week and a half away from kickoff? Yeah, I mean, I think I think Georgia's going to come into that game with with a ton of motivation. Um, Michigan's kind of uh, had that that big emotional high of beating Ohio State and then winning the Big Ten title. I mean, obviously. Uh, that's as as good as it's been for them in a long, long time. Uh, but now you get into a uh, bowl practice, a little bit of a grind again. And so um, I think it's a chance for uh, Kirby to really uh, scheme things up a little bit. And, uh, you know, they're, they're dealing with the loss of uh, their defensive coordinator, Dan Lanning, um, or certainly he's been distracted at the very least, having accepted the or- uh, Oregon head coaching job. So um, that that's an element of this as well. I mean, is that – or, or that Georgia defense that kind of got uh, smacked a little bit against Alabama, are they going to bounce back? Um, that's probably the biggest the biggest question um, going into this game because if they do bounce back, 
Um, I think Georgia's a, you know, a rightfully a, a touchdown favorite in this game because the body of work there for Georgia, to me, is more impressive on the whole than the body of work uh, for Michigan. Um, they're both obviously 12-1, um, and one, uh, league champions, great defenses, you know, so on and so on. But, like, that Georgia offense has just got another gear that it can get to if they push the right buttons with it. And so long as that defense bounces back to, to a level closer to where we saw it for the regular season, I think Georgia's got, got a, a pretty good chance you know, to win that game. Pretty simple question here. And I don't mean one in a million like Dumb and Dumber or any given Sunday or, or whatever the case may be. Does Cincinnati actually have a chance to line up, compete with, and beat Alabama? Yeah, I think so. Um, I wouldn't classify it as likely. Um, if I had to pick the game straight up, I would pick Alabama. But I think there's a pretty good chance that Cincinnati hangs in this game. I mean, look, they they beat Notre Dame on the road this year. I mean, that that was not all that long ago. Um, they they hung with Georgia last season. Everybody wants to talk about how Georgia had players opting out or whatever for that game. But still, at the end of the day, they're going to enter this game with Alabama having the confidence of knowing that they can go toe-to-toe with an SEC team or with a national power type of team. They beat Notre Dame. So, yeah, I think they can, and I think the fact that, you know, Alabama's going to be a little bit short on the playmaking front due to the injury to John Mechie, I think that helps give Cincinnati a good chance because Cincinnati has not one but two uh, lockdown elite corners, um, and they can, you know, try and send Jamison Williams in motion, Bill Bryant, uh, Bill O'Brien can try and scheme him open as much as he wants to, uh, but Cincinnati's going to have a corner on both sides of the field, um, and Kobe Bryant and, and Sauce Gardner, who can match up with him. And so uh, for that reason, um, I think the Alabama offense is really going to be tested. Um, because we, and we've seen it time and time again, that running game is not elite. You know, um, They're not as physical maybe as Alabama teams in years past. So I, I don't think they're just going to be able to run all over Cincinnati and so I think this could be a somewhat of a low-scoring game, at least by modern standards. And I think Cincinnati's got a chance to stay in it. What's the bowl game other than these playoff games that, that you've got the uh, the most excitement for? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to go uh, – no, I'm not just pandering to you guys here. I'm, I, I really am excited for the uh, Sugar Bowl. I think that's just such a fun matchup because I think for a lot of the bowls, um, you know, it's I don't want to say it's a nuisance to have to play in them for some programs, but they just don't mean as much just to – some programs. I think I think the Sugar Bowl is going to mean a lot to, to Baylor and to Ole Miss, and I love the just like the centrality of, of the location, like uh, New Orleans being you know pretty centrally located between the two fan bases, um, you know, and two programs that can put the stamp on I think what would be one of their best seasons, you know, in certainly in modern history in both cases uh, with a win. So that one really sticks out to me as, as one that's a lot of fun, especially because you think about the matchup of the head coaches as well. You got, uh, Lane Kiffin, one of the best offensive minds in, in football, uh, head coach for Ole Miss going up against Dave Aranda, one of the top defensive minds in college football as a head coach, uh, for Baylor. And the, and the job that both of those guys have done as second year coaches to have their, their teams in the top 10 and in a New Year's six game. That's pretty unbelievable. So that, to me, sticks out as a game that's going to be meaningful for both programs. And you can't say that about a ton of other bowl games on the slate. David, you're always kind with your time. Thank you so much for for joining us, as you have all season. Looking forward to doing it more uh, as we get into basketball season. And in the meantime, 
Have a happy holiday season. Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you again soon. Absolutely. Same to you guys. David joined us on the Farm Bureau phone line. That's David Cobb from CBS. On the Farm Bureau phone line, check out favorites.com and go with the home team. Samford has just taken a three-point lead over Ole Miss in the second half, so we'll uh, we'll look at that. And then I've got some proof about why Thanksgiving Egg Bowls are bad. We'll get to that next at Sports Talk Mississippi. Don't go anywhere. In a world full of noise, the latest news. Finding information that matters to you can be overwhelming. That's why Super Talk is here. Here we go. To filter through the noise, to cut through the clutter, to deliver real information and discuss how it affects you. You'll know what's important and why it matters when you listen to Super Talk Mississippi. This is House Call for Health. Drug overdose deaths in the United States topping 100,000 annually. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's National Center for Health Statistics releasing provisional data showing 100,306 overdose deaths during a 12-month period ending in April of this year. That's an increase of nearly 29% or more than 78,000 deaths from the same period the previous year. Many of the overdose increases came from synthetic opioids, primarily fentanyl, methamphetamine, cocaine, and natural and semi-synthetic opioids. The CDC says overdoses can be prevented using several strategies. Enhance linkage to care. Reduce high-risk prescription drug use. Increase distribution of and access to naloxone. That's a non-addictive, life-saving drug that can reverse the effects of an opioid overdose when administered in a timely manner. And increase access to risk reduction service. For more health news, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health on Lisa Brady, Fox News. Whether you're a rebel, a bulldog, a golden eagle, or just a sports fan, Super Talk Mississippi has got a podcast for you. For you. Sports Talk Mississippi, The Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, The Super Talk Eagle Hour are all now available for you. And it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Take a pause. Oh, hold on. Let me grab that. Take a pause. Hello? All right, Baxter. Let me get back to you. Now, what if your dog could call you at any time that they wanted to? Dr. Ileana Hersky-Douglas at the University of Glasgow has been working on that. There are already plenty of gadgets that let you talk to your dog remotely, but the doctor wanted to come up with a device that lets the dogs do the dialing. Animals can be active users of technology. She said she put her device inside a ball and connected that to her laptop at home so when her dog, Zach, would shake that ball, the laptop would come on and dial into her at work with a video call. When we first demonstrated the ball to him, he got like a, a bit confused, he whined a bit. Um, but after that, he was perfectly fine with it. Dog phone isn't ready for market yet, but soon you may be able to knick-knack, patty-whack, give the dog a phone. Take a pause. Jill Nato, Fox News. From the birthplace of America's music, this is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24-7 at supertalk.fm. It's time to get real. Real sports talk for Mississippi. 
It's time for you to get real with it. Sports Talk Mississippi continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Hi, we're Borky and Brian Haydad with you on this Tuesday afternoon. Yes, yeah, Samford, not Stanford, but Samford, the Bulldogs, started the second half on an 11-2 run and now have a three-point lead over Ole Miss. 16 minutes to go in the game at the Pavilion there in Oxford. That is a loss that they cannot... Well, Talking about tournament resume and stuff with this team right now is a little silly, but if you want to hear about this game, they can't lose it. So there you go. A lot of those kind of games for Mississippi State and Ole Miss right now. I feel like it's an exercise in futility. Mm -hmm. Forgive the pessimism. I I had somebody send me a direct message recently asking why I'm so down on the basketball program. I said, because they need to show you that they're going to be up. Uh, I had more than just a direct message for, for my for my thoughts on the basketball program. How bad did it get? Uh, there are uh, two long threads, one on 24-7 and one on six-pack. I don't, I don't read Elite Dogs. So they weren't happy. They're like, what's he doing? It's too early. Like These are the same people who don't come to the games. Like they, they they've written this team off, but it's too early to talk about this guy who you know, this coach who in seven years has one tournament appearance, maybe not getting it done. I, I don't and know. Is zero and one in that tournament appearance? Yeah. At so. ten o'clock central in San Jose, California. I remember that it was Liberty. Yeah, it was. I was there. Yes, you were. <laughs> Man, wow. the things that yeah, have changed only since the then. West. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's March of 2019. I mean, the next year there's no tournament. And, you know, here we are. Crazy. It's the only time in my life I've been to California. Really? That's it? Yeah. I I knew it was different when I got off the plane, recruit, or recruited, you know, requested an Uber, and it was a Tesla. It's like, buddy, I think I know why you need a second job. Sanford's extended the lead to eight now. This is uh, getting out of hand in Oxford at the moment. Uh, still 15 minutes time for them to come back. But, I mean, that, that was my answer to the guy. It's just that they need to give me a reason to to be up on them. Because right now, both. yeah, uh, there's... N- both state? I got a comment in the live stream the other day. Why are you guys so negative about basketball in the state? Because what is there to be positive Watch about them. right now? State, Ole Miss, and USM. Not a lot going on basketball-wise. Basically, basketball has, I mean, it's just a void right now between football and baseball. Yeah. That's kind of how this feels right now. It um, There's still time. State's metrics are good. Mm-hmm. But wins need to happen and uh, and soon. All right. A television rating came out earlier today. The Independence Bowl. The one that happened in Birmingham, pouring rain, BYU 
and UAB. Bill Clark beat Pac-12 champion BYU and still can't get a phone call from a Power 5 job. It's crazy. But either way... That's another coach right there, by the way. How is he still at UAB? I don't know the answer. The Independence Bowl between UAB and BYU averaged 3.2 million viewers during the game. It's a really good number. One million more people than watched the Egg Bowl on average. One million more people. And so the benefit to playing the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving has been removed. Because the NFL is up against you now in that nighttime slot, the counter-argument, and and you like it because you guys do Thanksgiving a couple days later, it's tradition, all that. So I am not knocking the people that enjoy having their Thanksgiving, going to the Egg Bowl, and it being part of their life since it's always been. I'm I'm here. Uh, I'm not here to knock if you enjoy Thanksgiving Egg Bowls. I'm here to tell you that the benefit from exposure that people try to sell me on. Oh, it's great. You're the only college football game in town that night. It's true. But you're up against the NFL. And because of that now, which is a recent phenomenon, the NFL adding the third Thanksgiving game or the night Thanksgiving game, makes the exposure non-existent. So again, the Independence Bowl was watched by a million more people than the Egg Bowl. The weekend of, of Egg Bowl weekend, so rivalry weekend in college football, The Egg Bowl, because it was up against the NFL, if it was by itself, it wouldn't go like this, but because it was up against the NFL, was the 12th most watched college football game of rivalry weekend. Here's who beat them. Texas A&M LSU, Cincinnati East Carolina, North Carolina NC State, Stanford Notre Dame, Texas Kansas State, Missouri Arkansas, Penn State Michigan State, Wisconsin Minnesota, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, the Iron Bowl, and obviously Ohio State and Michigan. And the Egg Bowl just barely beat San Diego State and Boise State. The exposure benefit that the Thanksgiving Egg Bowl provided no longer exists. And I thought that, I had the thought that maybe when when Texas comes into the conference, would they move Texas, Texas A&M back to Thanksgiving? But I don't think they will. Because that's a game that should draw big ratings, and you can put it on Saturday, and wherever you put it, it's going to draw big ratings. So I think this, I mean, from what I, I know, I, I know it's it's another two years on Thanksgiving. So it's not going anywhere anytime soon. No, and they'll probably keep it, I, I suppose. But uh, somebody asked me earlier, I think it was Jason, you know, how would it do if it was buried on Saturday? I, I think it would do better than it did competing against the NFL. Because that's just a battle. And especially if they keep putting the, the Saints on. Because yeah. now... Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, the Saints... The, if, if that game was like Bears-Packers, uh, then, you know, the South might say, okay, I'll watch college football. Yeah. But when you're doing... And they're doing Saints-Falcons most years. That's going to that's gonna draw a lot of eyeballs in the South. Yeah. I mean, give me Seattle... Char- you know, Seahawks-Chargers. Yeah, something like different that, story. Yeah. But when you slap the the, Sa- the mid South's team up against the Egg Bowl, then you're really screwed. Because like I've got a neighbor down the street, not an Ole Miss or a State fan. It, I don't mean to tell on him. He, he did not attend a four year college, and he never really picked a team. B 
Big Saints fan, though. Loves the Saints. If he could choose the Saints or the Egg Bowl, he's picking the Saints. But if they weren't on at the time, he'd watch the Egg Bowl. Like, we had this conversation the other day. So that that hurts it as well. But the the whole exposure thing has kind of of been ruined, unfortunately, with... uh, with the NFL. That lead is now extended to 12 in Oxford. Something going on there. That's not good. Uh, Wow. So, as I understand, I think Ole Miss had a a six-point lead at the half. I'm going to pull up the box score just to make sure. But uh, kind of unraveling here in this uh, this matinee in Oxford against Samford. Samford, the, the athletic department, just playing well against SEC teams, apparently. They, they, next time we go into expansion, we need to give Samford a look. Couldn't be any worse than Vanderbilt. And it's a nice little campus, man. It really is. Yeah. Right, yeah. A good area in Birmingham. A lot I don't of stuff know if we to need do. A third Bulldogs in the conference, though. I mean, that's that's the only thing. <laughs> what if you said, uh, "Hey, Samford, we'll give you an SEC invite, but we but. get to pick your name." University name, everything. We get to change the school name and the mascot. You think they'd take you're it? Now, you're now Central Alabama. <laughs> the Central Alabama. I don't know. Greyhounds. Greyhounds. Yeah. Shout Would they take Springs. it? Yes. $60 million a year, yes. <laughs> uh, they couldn't take it fast enough. That's... Uh, I'm stalling here as I try to get the... uh... So, Ole Miss uh, was leading 42-36 at the half. Samford leading the second half 25-6 right now in the second half. Gosh. Gosh, what's going on? They're currently on a 20-4 run. That's, That's bad. These two teams, man. That's why, I, and Richard said yesterday, Ole Miss is not good right now. That game on January the 8th, if State doesn't win that game, I don't know, man. State needs to be 3-1 and one in these next four, and one of those has got to be that game. If they lose to Arkansas, you can get past that. But you need to beat Winthrop tonight, Missouri, and then Ole Miss. You, you, you have to do that. Definitely got to win tonight. Yeah. And if uh, you're in central Mississippi... You can go on and see your Bulldogs play. At the state-of-the-art Mississippi Coliseum. Sports Talk Mississippi will return in just a second. We've got a few of your messages. We'll address those when we come back. 601-879-4395 is the text line. If you want to be a part of the conversation, that's how you do it. Super Talk. Nobody keeps Mississippi informed like we do. With 12 stations covering all 82 counties. If it happens in your state, we're on top of it. The news, the weather, the sports, and the talk that's important to you. The issues that matter to you, your family, and your bank account. It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Super Talk app and supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Super Talk Mississippi. This is Poll Perrine with Fox News Director of Polling, Dana Blanton. Gas prices are at a seven-year high. No wonder most, 72%, say prices at the pump 
pose a financial hardship for their family. Our Fox News survey also asked, what should President Biden do to bring down prices? A majority says, take action. Relax regulations on domestic drilling or open strategic oil reserves. But one in four says, do nothing. Either keep costs high to discourage people from driving or let the market decide prices. A third of voters believe Biden is happy about higher gas prices because it'll spur use of alternative energy. A recent comment from White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki explains why they might think that. Look, our view is that the rise in gas prices over the long term makes an even stronger case for doubling down our investment and our focus on clean energy options. But it's hard to believe Biden's happy given the 10-point drop in his approval rating. I'm Dana Blanton. That's your poll Purry. Mississippi News doesn't sleep, and neither do we. At supertalk.fm, you get news from all over the state, from stories to keep you safe, to legislation that could affect your bank account, to weather reports to help you better plan your weekend. Plus, find in-depth interviews with the newsmakers in the Supertalk podcast archives. And everything Mississippi sports, your Mississippi news, all the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm.fm. The Dean's List with Janice Dean. A military veteran who doesn't let a disease stop him from doing what he loves the most makes today's Dean's List. Norman Greenstein is known as the Parkinson's painter. In high school, his art teacher said he'd never make it as an artist. So he did other things for a career. He still did his art from time to time, but never as a full-time job. But after being diagnosed with Parkinson's three years ago, Norman decided to take up his passion again full-time and wanted to raise awareness for those that live with the same illness. Gabe Greenstein says his father continues to fight through his challenges to do what he loves. An online gallery was launched to feature his beautiful art. In 2018, Norman, who lives in Hartford, Connecticut, began selling his first paintings, with galleries exhibiting his work. The team is also working on releasing Norm's first digital art collection. Well done, Norman. Keep on doing what you love. That's what life is all about. Janice Dean, Fox News. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Technology is an essential part of our lives, and a coalition called the American Edge Project is concerned some bills being debated in Washington would surrender our country's technology edge to China. Doug Kelly is their CEO. And if you just think about technology's footprint in Mississippi, right, a $4 billion a year economic impact in the state, right? 50,000 people are employed in the technology sector. And when small businesses were forced to close their doors during the pandemic, they turned to tech to sell their products. Nearly one in five Americans admit they've made financial decisions based on their horoscope. Fox's Lillian Wu with the details. That's according to a survey by LendingTree.com, which also looked at credit reports to see how people managed money based on their astrological signs. Virgos, it seems, like to splurge. And Tauruses are the worst at sticking to a budget, though they also have the highest credit scores. Sagittarius, the lowest. When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authority from Seaspire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Seaspire Business. Win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit seaspire.com slash business. Trustmark is the bank that fits you to a T. You can bank right on your phone or tablet with the My Trustmark app. 
Our mortgage lenders will help you buy your dream two-story tutor. And Trustmark Tailored Wealth offers tried and true advice that makes transforming your future a piece of uh, toast? Nice. Trustmark. People you trust. Advice that works. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Are customers able to find you online? With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Or number one for sports talk. Anyone? 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 Come on, don't be shy. Sports talk, Mississippi. Bingo, man, bingo. Super talk, Mississippi. Hang all in the mistletoe. I'm gonna get to know you better. This Christmas, and as we trim the tree, how much fun it's gonna be together. Fifteen years ago today, you guys may recognize this. And I don't know how else I can say it, guys. I've said it three different occasions. Well, then I guess I have to say it. I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. I think I've said this over and over and over. And I don't know how else I can say it, guys. I've said it three different occasions. Well, then I guess I have to say it. I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. I think I've said this over and over and over. Over and over and over again. I've said it. Damn your lion eyes, Nick Saban. I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. I think. Over and over and over again. How different is life for everybody if Nick Saban doesn't isn't telling a lie there? Ugh. I mean, who would be coaching Alabama right now? Who would be the Alabama head coach right now? Well, they would have had at least two in that amount of time. Rich Rod would have flamed out terribly. Well, they, well, he Rich told Rod them no. Good. Never mind. He had already, he had already told them no. Um, I don't know who the who the backup plan for Saban would have been at that time. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I just know that there would have been a lot more parity in the SEC over the past decade. Would have been more fun. Yeah. Still uh, not going particularly well for Ole Miss. They're down nine with nine minutes to go. Uh, although, again, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Ole Miss has made say, their last five shots. So. It all goes back for the, Nick Saban to his team doctor, Danny Cannell's dad, not letting them take Drew Brees. They take Drew Brees, Nick Saban doesn't go to Alabama. But, that decision changed the course of football throughout the South forever. But you don't get a Saints Super Bowl. What would you rather have? So, Nick Saban never coaching at Alabama or the Saints winning a Super Bowl? That's a good question because it's not like – you know, even in uh, in in fourteen, am I, am I assured Mississippi State wins the SEC championship that year? I, you know, I don't know. There, there's not a year where they just lost to Alabama and that was it. 
Whereas Ole Miss has a couple of those, has at least one of those years, I think. I think, I think in, uh, well, no, they beat Alabama in 15. Never mind. Um, I think I would rather have Saban stay in Miami. I could live with that. The Saints not winning Super Bowl, that was already part of my DNA. I, I was used to the Saints not winning. But I would have liked to have seen co- what college football looks like without Nick Saban coming back to it and just dominating. The thing is, though, he, college is his game. He might have ended up going back, but he, where would he have gone? Maybe he goes to Texas. Maybe he takes the Michigan job at, at some point. Maybe he goes to Ohio State, you know, instead of uh, Urban Meyer. I don't know the answer to that. We got one message here on the basketball front that said basketball, we reference that it's the void between football and baseball, says it's a void that needs to go away. Well, I mean, we're not going to get rid of college basketball. Here's the thing. If they needed to pick sports to go away, they would eliminate everything before they got to football. And basketball, men's basketball, would be the only thing they would consider saving. If it was get rid of the sports that don't make money on your campus, it is all but football well, and men's basketball. They're keeping men's basketball because of the amount of money that the tournament brings in. And not, television it's like, revenue. It's not that game to game it brings in a lot of money, the way football does, but at the end of the season they have this billion-dollar moneymaker. Right. So, and Yeah. It's a, it's a seven- we all love college baseball means nothing nationally. It's a seven-figure profit, even here. And that's a heck of a lot more than baseball. Uh, question from the 205. Do you think that the offensive coordinator at Alabama is an easy job or a hard job? Best players by far, but expectations and dealing with Saban. It's both. I mean, you, you, when you get to game day, it's easy. Because you've got the best the best talent. But at the same time, the, the, the days leading into the game day... Yeah, there's probably a lot of pressure. And you do have to recruit those players. Somebody says the Saints would be a dumpster fire if Breeze didn't show up. Sean Payton would have lasted four years at the Saints without Breeze. Yeah. I mean, the, the next guy, that I mean, the guy the Dolphins ended up signing was Dante Culpepper. So did the Saints sign him and he flames? I mean, it, it would have been a, it would not have worked. It would not have worked. Breeze and Payton were a match made in heaven. And now he's built up such capital and, and coaching ability, and mm-hmm. he's got a great GM and a good roster that, considering everything they've been up against this year, mm-hmm. the fact that they're 7-7. Seven and seven, They could have gone 0-17 this year, and he wouldn't have been in any trouble. Oh, no. They would have been like, you know what, we, 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 we missed on Winston, and we'll go get you another quarterback this year and go from there. We'll go get you Aaron Rodgers, and, and we'll be fine. 601-879-4395 is the text line. So some movie theaters are offering to show the college football playoff games. If you want to go to the movies but watch football, you can do that. My question is, let's pretend for a second that you are a fan of one of the playoff teams. You're a Cincinnati fan. Or, by the off chance that Ole Miss or Mississippi State makes the college football playoff. Would that be something you'd want to do? Would you want to watch your game in a movie theater? I mean, and I, I presumably they're going to be serving alcohol to those. That's okay. what I'm saying. 
in, in the you know movie theaters in Mississippi, there's not a lot that sell alcohol, right? Maybe a couple in Jackson, maybe a couple up like in South Haven, maybe a couple on the coast. I don't know, but like here in Starkville, they don't they don't sell alcohol at the movie theater. So no, I I, I don't. Plus, I don't. I, this doesn't work for me. No, no, I, I would not want to go watch the game in a movie theater. No. What's your ideal game watching city? Like, if you had to pick, I hey, can't be there. If you cannot be at the game, how do you want to watch it? At, at in my house and sitting in my recliner with meat on my grill. That's the, I can't get any better than that. Otherwise, I, I like to do I like to do a watch party. I want to be at somebody's home. I don't really want to be out at a restaurant where every drink is costing me extra money. I'd rather just you know hang out with friends, you know, bring some food and, and do it that way. I'm going to put a poll out there. So if you follow us on Twitter, you can answer on the poll or just uh, on the text line here. Your ideal game watching by yourself, small group of friends at somebody's house, crowded bar, and I guess it'll be three options. Yeah. Because what other option is there? Movie theater. Yeah, that's not really an option. There's really cool, and I've never gotten to do anything like it, but... Like when the Predators are in the playoffs, they'll set up a gigantic like video board on Broadway mm-hmm. and let people bring chairs and if it's cold, sometimes it's cold blankets and coolers and stuff, and they they mm-hmm. sit and pack Broadway to watch games on this uh, big screen right in the middle of the street. That's pretty cool. That sounds like a cool experience, but that's not what I, I again for me. I wouldn't want to do that. I, I'm a by myself guy too. Yeah. Well, and, and so much, you know, the food is going to be better at home. It's going to be cheaper. We've got somebody on the text line saying that there's no wait for the restroom. There's no, you know, if you get drunk, you're, you're at home. You don't have to worry about getting home. You know, there's just two. We talk about this a lot with, with just regular college football, that, you know, the price of everything has sort of made the home experience where I have the big television and I'm sitting in air conditioning as opposed to sitting out in 110-degree heat. And there's not a line if I want to drink water. Or there's not a line if I want a beer. And the food's not, you know, 10 bucks for a burger. I mean, th- there's just something about being able to sit at home and watch football. And if I want to change the channel, I can. I mean, there's something about that. And that's why, you know, college football is is, is facing this this thing that it's facing where you've got to make the experience better. You know, you can only do so much about the product on the field, right? It's not like in the middle of the game you can just trade players. But how do you make the experience better? How do you make it easier for families to come see games and still make and still turn a profit because it is a business at the end of the day? So very, it's Keith Carter, John Cohen, Jeremy McClain. Those guys have tough jobs in that aspect. Yeah. From the two hundred five says, "Note better food at home and wait for a restroom." Here's one. Uh, one, the Oxford Movie Theater sells alcohol. I remember that, actually. It, uh, I've been there once in my life, but then they follow it up with, at home with my dogs. Yeah, that sounds like a good time. Yeah. I'd like to be a part of that, no doubt. Uh, and we'll get to this message next, Matthew. Uh, why not? I'll put the poll out there, though. Your preference for watching your team play, because there's a... One of those big corporate movie theater companies is screening the college football playoff in their movie theaters. That's your thing. Pay five bucks to sit in a seat with a bunch of strangers to watch football, then the option is afforded to you. But Matthew, we'll get to your message next.
601-879-4395 is the text on. We'll be right back. Knows Mississippi better than anyone. No one gets better interviews than him. Gallo. He asks all the questions everybody wants to know. Mornings on Super Talk Mississippi. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at supertalk.fm. Your statewide news network, Super Talk Mississippi News, at supertalk.fm. This is Fox on Justice. Google in the spotlight as an unredacted version of a lawsuit filed by Texas AG Ken Paxton on behalf of 15 states charges the company with rigging the online advertising market and squashing the competition. Google operates AdEx, the largest electronic trading market for online ads in existence, processing 11 billion online ad spaces every day. The company also owns the largest buy side and sell side online Online ad brokers and colluded with Facebook to maintain its competitive position. The result? Well, according to the suit, the company dominates the business, taking a 22 to 42 percent cut of all ad spending. One senior Google employee admitting the analogy would be if Goldman or Citibank owned the New York Stock Exchange. Google, for its part, says the lawsuit is riddled with inaccuracies. Jerry Willis, Fox News. From the coast to the delta and all points in between, the stories of your Mississippi, all 82 counties, are heard here. With Super Talk Mississippi News, what happens, why does it happen, and how will it affect you, your family, and your bottom line? From the capital to your county, we bring you the most important stories from all across the state. Stay here and stay informed. Super Talk Mississippi News, online at supertalk.fm. This is House Call for Health. Drug overdose deaths in the United States topping 100,000 annually. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's National Center for Health Statistics releasing provisional data showing 100,306 overdose deaths during a 12-month period ending in April of this year. That's an increase of nearly 29% or more than 78,000 deaths from the same period the previous year. Many of the overdose increases came from synthetic opioids, primarily fentanyl, methamphetamine, cocaine, and natural and semi-synthetic opioids. The CDC says overdoses can be prevented using several strategies. Enhance linkage to care. Reduce high-risk prescription drug use. Increase distribution of and access to naloxone. That's a non-addictive, life-saving drug that can reverse the effects of an opioid overdose when administered in a timely manner. And increase access to risk reduction service. For more health news, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health on Lisa Brady, Fox News. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time on air and online at supertalk.fm. I'm Attorney General Lynn Fitch. All of us at the Attorney General's office wish you a very happy holidays and best wishes for peace and joy in 2022. 
Play the newly renovated Dancing Rabbit. Golf Magazine's The Augusta You Can Play. In the rolling hills of Mississippi, it's one of the Southeast's most awarded destinations. Dancing Rabbit boasts two critically acclaimed Par 72 courses, the Oaks and the Azaleas. With great stay-and-play packages starting at just $143, Dancing Rabbit will quickly become your home away from home. Only at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, a Pearl River Resort destination, Choctaw, Mississippi. Visit DancingRabbitGolf.com to book your tea time. The Magnolia State to the world. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi at supertalk.fm. This is a place for crazy people. If it's sports in Mississippi, you'll hear about it here. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Magnolia trees at night, sparkling bright. Fields of cotton love, wintry white. When it's Christmas time in New Orleans. Well, Mrs. climbed back into it, cut the Samford lead down to four with five minutes to go for what it's worth. Almost has been out of timeouts for over five minutes now, by the way. Used oh, them gosh. all before before the halfway point of the second half. Uh, they are gone, so we'll see if they can uh, squeeze out a win here. In the meantime, Matthew asks, where do you project Brian Kelly and LSU to be in three years? Do you think they're going to be contending for a title odd one? Do you think they're going to win one within the next three years? Well, if they're not, they're going to be looking for a new head coach. This is LSU. They should be contending for... Again, you don't have to win the national title every year at LSU or at Florida or at Auburn or anything like that, but you need to be contending for it. You need to be a 9-10, 11-win team. You're in, you're out at LSU. And fair, fair or not, those are the expectations. There's no reason that LSU shouldn't look every year at their schedule and say, okay, other than Alabama, we should win every game on the schedule, and we should be able to beat Alabama every now and then. That's just, that's just, that's, they, they recruit at that level. They have that amount of support. They have that kind of money. There's no reason not to be like that. The fact that they aren't is, is a statement on the coaches that they've hired in the past. Do you expect that to be the case? Uh, yeah. Honestly, I, I think Brian Kelly is going to be successful there. I think he'll be a consistent 9-10 win coach, and he'll have years where they bump up to 11, and they'll have a year where they, they challenge for the national title. Again, you know, if LSU is a consistent top-10 team every year, Brian Kelly coached there forever. Everybody's got their own sort of standards. Like I, I say to Ole Miss, you go to good bowl games every, every year, you know, you're going to be the coach forever. And LSU, if you're in the top-10 every year, coach forever. Brian Kelly can do that, I think. I think he can as well. I don't want him to. No. But I think he can, anyway. Kevin, by the way, says, after uh, another benefit of the at-home viewing experience is the freedom to verbally express your emotions. It's true. Say whatever you want at home. Yeah. I, I, I used to advocate for Mississippi State to have what I called Section X. You paid a little extra to sit there and... Basically, you could say whatever the heck you wanted. You know, if somebody comes in the Section X and they're like, hey, I'm offended by that. Well, I paid to sit here. And <laughs> I got, I paid to be able to call that ref a bleepity bleep bleep 
and be able to call the uh, opposing quarterback a bleepity bleep and bleep 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 because I paid extra to sit in Section X. I do feel people do get upset with fan behavior at games, and I understand why. Like, you know, you've got your kids with you or, or whatever, but if you are taking a, a child to an SEC football game at night, you should just assume they're going to hear stuff you don't want them to hear. You, you just got to assume that risk. You know, it's probably on the back of your ticket somewhere, although they don't give tickets out anymore, so I guess maybe it'll appear on the back of your phone. I don't know. Uh, but in the fine print, it says, you, you know, we're not responsible for, like, if, if a ball hits you that flies out of play or whatever. Right. Fan behavior is also implied on that. Like, last game I went to, uh, there was an unruly fan two rows back. Last ba- It was the last basketball game I went to. Was it Richard Cross? It was not Richard Cross. There was an unruly fan two rows back, and he was saying some things that you shouldn't say in public. And a couple of times people around him said, hey, man, like just stop. You know, calm down. He was clearly drunk. He wouldn't stop. He wouldn't stop. He wouldn't stop. And this lady that was sitting next to us was disgusted because the guy dared use that language. And I thought, yeah, he's being a jerk, but it's it's a professional basketball game. Did you expect class? Well, I mean, what's what's always funny is I promise you the players and the coaches on the field are saying far worse. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean... They're saying far worse than anything that could possibly be said in the stands. So when you talk about class, just remember the guys on the court, the guys on the field, are letting it fly. They make a mechanic blush. Bill and Starkville, is this true? I didn't know this already. He said today's winter solstice, brighter yes, days is. ahead. Is it really already? Yeah, yeah. Longest day of the year. Is this the longest day of the year? That's the shortest, shortest day, day of the year. Shortest day of the year, yeah. Yeah, it's already pitch black outside as I look behind me, so. Great. That's good. And, Jason, you're not kidding about this. He said, if you're taking a child any place these days, you're taking a risk. People are stupid lately. Yeah, there's. Uh, <laughs> you can't take your kid to Bath and Body Works without somebody no. screaming at somebody. There's a, a new park that opened up, a kid's park, like a playground park, but it's huge. That opened up uh, right off the interstate as you're driving through Jackson. And uh, James and I went last weekend. And there was some language from parents that was grossly inappropriate for the situation. So even at a kid's playground, you can't escape it. So I picked up a Coke on the way to work, and there was some woman cussing out her little kid right there in line. I'm like, can't go anywhere. All right, Mississippi State gets a player from the transfer portal. If you're not familiar with who he is, we'll tell you next. But I think it's another sign of great things for college football. We'll explain next. 6018794395 is the text line. Five o'clock hour coming up. From the birthplace of America's music, this is Super Talk Mississippi. Streaming live 24-7 at supertalk.fm. I'm Rich Dennison. President Biden today urging the one in four Americans who've yet to get vaccinated against coronavirus to do so as soon as possible. If you're not fully vaccinated, you have good reason to be concerned. You're at a high risk of getting sick. 
And if you get sick, you're likely to spread it to others, including friends and family. The president says next month, a half billion free at-home COVID tests will be available, along with an increased number of vaccination and booster sites, as the Omicron variant is now the dominant COVID-19 strain in the U.S. The Census Bureau says lower birth rates, slowed migration, and the pandemic are reasons behind the nation's population growing by just over 392,000 people. It's the lowest growth rate since the nation's founding. It's also the first time since 1937 that we added fewer than a million people. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal, America's listening to Fox News. Take a pause. Oh, hold on. Let me grab that. Take a pause. Hello? All right, Baxter. Let me get back to you. Now, what if your dog could call you at any time that they wanted to? Dr. Ileana Hersky-Douglas at the University of Glasgow has been working on that. There are already plenty of gadgets that let you talk to your dog remotely, but the doctor wanted to come up with a device that lets the dogs do the dialing. Animals can be active users of technology. She said she put a device inside a ball and connected that to her laptop at home so when her dog, Zach, would shake that ball, the laptop would come on and dial into her at work with a video call. When we first demonstrated the ball to him, he got like a, a bit confused, he whined a bit. Um, but after that, he was perfectly fine with it. Dog phone isn't ready for market yet, but soon you may be able to knick-knack, patty-whack, give the dog a phone. Take a pause. Jill Nato, Fox News. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Governor Tate Reeves has authorized a sizable bonus for Mississippi law enforcement. Due to the hazardous duties and mountains of challenges that they encountered, I have authorized $1,000 in hazard pay funded by my office's Discretionary Cares Act funds for each sworn law enforcement officer who actively served during the COVID-19 state of emergency. The one-time payment will be received by eligible law enforcement by the end of this calendar year. When the owners of Joe's Cafe and Tupelo bought a food truck four years ago, they had every intention of using it to help those in need. That way we could go into devastated areas and feed the first responders and the victims um, by utilizing the resources that God gave us, and it's the food truck. Jennifer Brignac and her team will spend Christmas Day feeding families in areas of Kentucky that were recently ravaged by tornadoes. I'm Kelly Bennett. Hey, sports fans. Before traveling to your game day destination this football season, be sure to download the MDOT Traffic app to help you reach the game safely. Reach your destination on time by checking ahead for crashes, closures, and construction with the MDOT Traffic app. The MDOT Traffic app is available free for both Apple and Android devices. For more information, follow at Mississippi DOT on Facebook and Twitter. The holiday season is right around the corner. So give the gift that's hard to wrap, but easy to give. Give them a steal. From powerful trimmers, blowers, and chainsaws under the tree to branded accessories stuffed in their stockings, the Steel Holiday Gift Guide has something for everyone. Visit your local Steel dealer or go to steelusa.com slash gift guide. Real Steel. Find yours. Available participating dealers while supplies last. 
health leaders say there's a gradual increase in COVID cases. Fortunately, the number of deaths remains low. State epidemiologist Dr. Paul Byers says we have a unique opportunity because we know what works. The, the best protection, especially, is if you have an opportunity to get that booster dose. And go ahead and do that if you've been fully vaccinated. If you're eligible for a booster dose, if it's time to do it, go ahead and do it. Firearms violations at airports rose to 57% statewide in 2021. If you carry a firearm, J.T. Mitchell shares some tips from the TSA to make traveling a little less stressful. Make sure to leave all prohibited items such as pocket knives at home and don't ever bring your gun to the security checkpoint. Passengers can fly with firearms only in checked baggage. All firearms must be properly packed and declared to the airline at check-in. To see complete guidelines for transporting firearms and ammunition while flying, visit TSA.gov. I'm Kelly Bennett. As a farmer, I I grow U.S. from a farm-raised catfish. Doing that, I know it's a safe product, and I enjoy eating it any way my wife likes to cook it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Luke Smelly, and I'm Alabama 2020 Catfish Farmer of the Year from Greensboro, Alabama. If you haven't tried U.S. farm-raised catfish, you should because it's delicious. Simple as that. MTV is celebrating 40 years, and Grammy Museum Mississippi invites you to explore the history of this iconic exhibit. Take a trip back to the beginning with artifacts and interviews with four remaining MTV VJs. Enjoy memorabilia from Michael Jackson to Bon Jovi with historical moments in MTV programming along with interactives and more. To learn more about the MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV Exhibit, and other monthly programs and events, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org. Place of America's music. This is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24 7 at supertalk.fm. Sports Talk. Sports Talk Mississippi. To the junction, in the groove, and to the top. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you on this Tuesday. This is the last time you're going to hear from Haydad before Christmas, right? I think. That's correct, yes. I'll, I'm, tomorrow, today is my last day until next Monday. Well, enjoy your holidays after this one. Thank you. Richard and I will hold down the fort until then, and then it'll be in reverse. Haydad and Richard will hold down, to the, hold down the fort until the Liberty Bowl with Mississippi State and Texas Tech, and then Haydad will basically have a reaction show the next day. Yeah. Well, as I think I, I think Richard and I are we, he's doing like half a show with yeah. me on the 29th and the 30th is I'm all by my lonesome. So. And then when when he what shenanigans will I get up to there? When he disappears, all hell's going to break loose in a good way. Cats though. and dogs living together, mass hysteria. <laughs> All right, time for the college football fixture. My Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealer, Mississippi State, got a commitment, signature, enrollment, whatever you want to call it. We have yet to really coin 
the transfer portal term. People call it committing, but they're doing more than that. They are enrolling in school mm-hmm. from former Alabama defensive back Marcus Banks. He's a four-star, was a four-star, out of Houston. Mm-hmm. So for those that are just getting in their car after work, hey, Dad, who is this guy? How good is he from Alabama? Yeah, I mean, just looking at his recruiting profile, I'm pretty sure without without thinking too hard, he would be the highest rated guy on in states on state's team based on their high school uh, recruiting prof- profile. A guy who you know sort of fell into that trap that, that Alabama has. It's great that you're a four star, but Alabama recruits five stars too, and that's what happened. He got beaten out by uh, the now infamous Kool Aid McKistry, uh, five star true freshman, uh, but. And if you if you read Alabama's twenty four seven site, their moderators were pretty adamant that Saban wanted him to stay. They felt like he could be a, a big piece for them, but he decided to hit the portal. Uh, looked as of yesterday like it was going to be Miami. A lot of smoke going that way. Uh, also, that he considered the University of Houston since he's originally from Texas, but he was recruited by Jason Washington out of high school uh, to play at Texas. So they had a pre existing relationship. And then when he spoke to cornerbacks coach Darcel McBath, McBath is a guy. Who had a who had a rough year last year? Basically, all of state's cornerback targets he couldn't get him in the boat. This year, you know, to going out and get to Carlos Nicholson and now get Marcus Banks, he's having a, a big turnaround. So, state, you know, cornerback was an issue for state ten days ago. Now you've got one of the nation's top JUCO players coming in and one of the nation's top transfers coming in, and they're not done. Obviously, in the portal, you know, offensively, left tackle, huge position, kicker. Huge position, but they're still going to be looking for a couple of more DBs. A uh, name to watch right now is from Texas, B.J. Foster, who is one of the top, top high school players in the country coming out of high school. He's a five-star kid, ranked 24th nationally, regardless of position. Uh, he's transferring from Texas. Hey, guess who coached there? Jalen, Jason Washington, uh, who brought in Jalen Green a season ago. B.J. Foster is a name to watch. Don't know if he's, he's headed to state or not. Just know that there's some smoke there that uh, he could be on the move to Starkville. Boy, that would be huge. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about the transfer portal. This is something else to consider is assistant coach. You know, head coaches don't move around that much. Assistant coaches move all the time. And those are the guys who do the legwork in recruiting. So if you get, you can hire, if you're a smaller program and you, like Mississippi State or, or Ole Miss or South Carolina or whatever, and you can hire an assistant coach who's coached at Alabama, who's coached at Georgia, who's coached at, at Texas, you are going to have an access to a guy who's recruited a lot of four and five star talent. So when they hit the portal, you got you have an in with a lot of these guys. Jason Washington has provided a big in for Mississippi State on some big name prospects. That you know, BJ Foster is a guy they could never. Marcus Banks, these are guys that they weren't going to get out of high school. But this is where the portal is the great, you know. Uh, the great equalizer is now they, these guys have they've done the Alabama thing. Now they want to play. Now they want to get into the lineup. And Mississippi State provides a uh, a chance. And Ole Miss, similarly with what the quarterbacks are going to look like, provides a chance to do that. That's the point. That's the point right there. First of all, it's a good pickup for State. I, I love that the portal allows for teams to address immediate needs instead of relying on a high school guy. Or even, with all due respect to the junior college player, who's, who's one of the best, but I would prefer and feel more comfortable with a guy that's been coached by Nick Saban in that program contributing right away than even a junior college player who's a good one. So I, I love that about the portal, but it extends beyond that. 
this is the kind of player, and I would say, and I do say the same thing about Ole Miss. So state fans, this is not a shot. This is the reality of the two programs in this state and other programs like it. Cannot go toe-to-toe with Alabama for a defensive back and win in recruiting. I mean, it, it would be a rare feat. And you, they would, would probably have to be, have to be a, local. It'd have to be a Mississippi kid that you have some good ties to. And even then, it's going to be a battle. Yeah. Definitely not a four-star defensive back from Houston, Texas. No. That Nick Saban wants. You're not He's winning that He's going to battle. Alabama ten times out of ten. And use Ole Miss, Georgia. Ole Miss is not going toe-to-toe with Georgia and winning a recruiting battle. That is just how it works. But in this situation, here is a guy that Nick Saban wanted and got, wanted to keep, has been developing in that program the best in college football. A player that, without the portal, you would never get on your campus. Mm -hmm. And yet here he is. For those people that scream about the portal being bad for college football, here is a tangible example for how it's the exact opposite. You have the same situation going on in Oxford. Uh, Defensive back, albeit a safety, not a corner, but still. Otis Reese is a guy that Ole Miss will never, unless things drastically change, win a recruiting battle with Georgia to get. Never. You're not going into Georgia and getting players that Georgia wants if your Ole Miss is not happening. You're not going to Houston, Texas and getting a player that Nick Saban wants if you're Mississippi State. It's not happening. You cannot get players like that that are coveted by programs like that. But where is Otis Reese playing today? At Ole Miss. Exactly. And look, the the portal is still going to benefit the Blue Bloods as well. Alabama today picked up the running back uh, from Georgia Tech, who's probably one of the top offensive players in the portal. And they're going to be able to pick and choose the, the cream of the crop out of the portal, the guys who have proven themselves. What you're going to be able to get if you're at State and Ole Miss is the guys who have the pedigree. You know coming out of high school they were great athletes, but it just hasn't clicked for them. And you have to, you know, it's a little bit more of a gamble because, you know, Banks hasn't proven anything on the field, but you know that he has the athleticism, he has the uh, the pedigree to do it. For State, though, this uh, – Sort of interesting. This will be the third transfer from Bama they've gotten in the past couple years. Tyrell Shavers didn't work out for him. Scott Lashley was a starter all season long, although he had his struggles. We'll see how Banks turns out for Mississippi State. Yeah, and Lashley did struggle, but if you said, hey, this portal guy's going to come in and start at tackle and largely be serviceable, then, yeah, that's a win. Yeah. Because you sign 25 guys a year. And you only have 85 scholarships. So 15 every year can't be on your team anymore. Yeah. If you, if you, when you look at your signing class, if you get serviceable out of 18 of those 25 guys, that's a win. I mean, you know, you'll have some stars, obviously, but if you're, if this, if, if 18 of them are at the worst serviceable, you're doing pretty good. Cause there are some classes where you sign 25 guys and you get maybe eight or nine guys who contribute. I've seen those kind of classes. Yeah. So so of Ole Miss fans. So, so, you know, pre-Saban, probably so of Alabama fans. And those are the ones that, you know, you sign them, and then all of a sudden you look up in two years and you're 4-8. and eight. Well, What happened? Well, yeah. you signed a bunch of, of guys who can't compete. We get one message. State is going to beat Ole Miss in high school recruiting and Portal looks like, but Ole Miss is going to make a run. It feels like, yeah, they will. I mean, the, the, that's the thing about Portal recruiting is it never stops. 
I mean, yeah. Ole Miss's oh. starting center didn't join the team until the like the end of July last year. And Ole Miss will grab some headlines because they're going to get a quarterback. Yeah, and those that just automatically draws the headlines. Although the names of headline drawing quarterbacks continues to drop. As we were in that last break, another one found a home, Keaton Slovis from USC. He's headed to Pittsburgh now. That's also a guy that I don't think they went after. Which is surprising. Yeah, Miller or Slovis were guys they didn't go after. The other three they did. Let's not spin it. They they did. But these two, I don't think so. All the eggs are in the Cam Ward basket. Or... Or they're just going to wait it out until after spring. Yeah, there's a... Or even soon. There's a line of thinking that there's a handful of other quarterbacks that are going to hit the portal... But we'll see. I mean, it's got to happen. You can, yeah, it's got to happen. And then you got to get them. Then you got to go get them. So, yeah. Interesting times around here as well. So, uh, Ooh, it's like Ole Miss going to lose. Ole Miss is, uh, yeah, likely going to lose to Samford and Oxford. We'll give you the final <laughs> score. The game's not over yet, at least to my screen, but looks like it's about to be. So, we'll uh, we'll get to that. A few other things for you coming up next. 6018794395 is the text line. We'll be back. If you got pneumonia and die, get over that old down. Baby, it's cold. Baby, it's cold outside. He doesn't accept the narrative. He questions it. We're just getting to the bottom of this. Gallo. Every single morning from 6 to 9. Super Talk Mississippi. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time on air and online at supertalk.fm. This is Paul Perry with Fox News Director of Polling, Dana Blanton. Gas prices are at a seven-year high. No wonder most, 72%, say prices at the pump pose a financial hardship for their family. Our Fox News survey also asked, what should President Biden do to bring down prices? A majority says, take action. Relax regulations on domestic drilling or open strategic oil reserves. But one in four says, do nothing. Either keep costs high to discourage people from driving or let the market decide prices. A third of voters believe Biden is happy about higher gas prices because it'll spur use of alternative energy. A recent comment from White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki explains why they might think that. Look, our view is that the rise in gas prices over the long term makes an even stronger case for doubling down our investment and our focus on clean energy options. But it's hard to believe Biden's happy given the 10-point drop in his approval rating. I'm Dana Blanton. That's your poll Puri. Join us each Sunday at 7.30 a.m. for the Word of Truth here on Super Talk Mississippi. That's the Word of Truth each Sunday at 7.30 a.m. on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station or online at supertalk.fm. 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 Your one stop for all the news that matters in the Magnolia State. Supertalk.fm. Everything you need to know at your fingertips. Supertalk.fm. 
The Dean's List with Janice Dean. A military veteran who doesn't let a disease stop him from doing what he loves the most makes today's Dean's List. Norman Greenstein is known as the Parkinson's painter. In high school, his art teacher said he'd never make it as an artist. So he did other things for a career. He still did his art from time to time, but never as a full-time job. But after being diagnosed with Parkinson's three years ago, Norman decided to take up his passion again, full-time, and wanted to raise awareness for those that live with the same illness. Gabe Greenstein says his father continues to fight through his challenges to do what he loves. An online gallery was launched to feature his beautiful art. In 2018, Norman, who lives in Hartford, Connecticut, began selling his first paintings, with galleries exhibiting his work. The team is also working on releasing Norm's first digital art collection. Well done, Norman. Keep on doing what you love. That's what life is all about. Janice Dean, Fox News. The Magnolia State to the world. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi at supertalk.fm. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports. Sports. On your radio and in the game. Super Talk Mississippi. So Ole Miss may have just hit a game-winning three, but it will be under review. Sounded like, I had Kellamon in, in the studio, sounded like the possession took the absolute length of that 3.4 seconds. So they're going to look at it and see, but uh, Ole Miss could be escaping a disaster of a loss. Samford going into the game was uh, number 203 in the net. So that shot better count. Or else we'll start our baseball previews here pretty soon. Running off a team before conference play is a kind of a silly thing to do, but I think based on the energy we've gotten on the text line, the uh, the vibes are uh, shared by all of you. You're just going off of the uh, the audio. Yeah, I was just going off of the audio. Okay. So we're we're about to see the shot right now. If you've got the stream up and. Uh, We'll see if this counts. I could honestly, I could bring the audio back up where I could hear it, but uh, nah, just the audio doesn't do us any good. I think you need to be able to see the shot clock. But ooh, that's close. Oh, oh, it was only a two. It wasn't a game winner, so the, it, it was a oh. two, not a three. And you're still not sure if he hit it. Still not sure if he hit it. That was fast. We're about to get a slow mo replay to see if that ball was still in his hands. Who took the shot there? Is it Ruffin? Jamin Brakefield. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the Duke transfer. The Duke transfer. So let's see. Here's here's your slow-mo replay. Ruffin drove just, and kicked it. Just just from my vantage point, I don't oh, think he no, got it. Oh, no. That's not good. That's going to be a loss. Oh, did you not get it? Oh, I was just kidding. No, that's... Yeah, that ball is still in his hands with 0-0. Zero, zero. Ooh. That, uh, yep. That'll do it. Wow, that's a that's a brutal loss. Two oh three going into this game with Samford. Dang, that's tough. Jeez, drama in the afternoon in college basketball. Is there anything to watch for for state tonight with uh, with Winthrop? Uh, aside from uh, go win and just win, go win, win the game. 
Still trying to figure out, you know, the injury situation. I don't know if Tolu Smith or Rocket Watts are going to play in this game. Uh, so who's getting their minutes? Uh, but yeah, the most important thing is to not do what Ole Miss just did. You've got to win this game. You know, I mean, I haven't looked at the net. I don't know where Winthrop is, but you know, that's a program like I said on yesterday's show that year in year out has been pretty good. You know, Winthrop. Let's see if I can find them here. Winthrop one sixty eight. One sixty eight. Yeah. At four and five, um, all five of their losses are on the road. Um, not particularly great losses though. Um, so they got to find a way. Got to win this game. Win this game. See what happens uh, in you know in eight days against Arkansas, and just sort of you know start taking your season from there. It really every game for state is kind of a, a tournament game at this point. You know, every game feels like it has that kind of weight. They have, they need to string together. In the next ten games, if they're eight and two, they're seven and three. They're probably okay. They're probably okay. Six and four, iffy. At best, iffy at best. And then you sort of, you know, goes downhill from there. They've got to figure some things out. There. The league is really going to help them because it should. Good. It should anyway. It should. But they got to win games. You know, it, it, it's great that the league is good and that, you know, you're, you're going to be able to help your net. But you have to win those games. You know, it, it doesn't help you if you don't win. By the way, a couple of people asking what the name of the Texas it, player. B.J. Yeah. Foster is his name. Why does it sound familiar? I mean, that kid was highly, highly recruited. I mean, he had offers from literally everywhere. I... I before I took this job, the company I worked for before, we did a couple of national recruiting podcasts. So over the past couple of years, kids going in the portal and kids getting drafted, I put together so many segments on the I like I can tell you whatever you want to know about Creed Humphrey, the center out of Oklahoma. Nice. Who got drafted. I I know all about that kid. Committed to A and M, then flipped. I know all about him. Yeah, and this is the the kind of athlete I mean, he's been in Texas for a while now. He was a 2018 class guy, mm-hmm. but and somebody and made reference been, to Larry. Playing. Yeah, somebody made reference to Laramie Tunsil on the text line. Yes, there are the rare, rare, rare occasions where there's a recruiting win around here. But I think we can speak honestly. Well, that's what you got to do. It wasn't just the Grove and have an Ole Miss in his heart that brought him to Oxford. Well, they also gave two extra scholarships to people close to him to That's get true. him into. They, they did what they had to do to get Laramie Tunsil. That's you, right. you got to do what you got to do to get recruits like that. They don't they don't just show up on your campus for, for the fun. But typically, in this state, these two programs are not going into Texas and getting a five-star safety. The, the, right. just, typically, that's just not happening. Right. And because of the portal... Here is a possibility to do that. It's just so good for the long-term health of the sport, and I have still yet to hear from a single person tell me, what does this ruin about college football? You, now, I hear the arguments, you know, it, it creates a bad system where you could have hundreds of kids have nowhere to go. I, I hear that. that. I get that. But here's the thing. Like we said before, only 85 guys can be on scholarship, but you can sign 25 a year. And it's been that way for a long time, long before the advent of the portal. Where did those 15 players go every year? 
This has always been an issue in college football. It's just right. more public now than it's ever been. Most of those kids back in the day would drop down to to, to FCS, what we called one double A back then. Yeah. So they could keep playing because nobody wanted to sit out a year. My favorite football memories were uh, Florida's Ingle Martin. Yeah. Playing for Furman. Yeah. And taking the team to a national championship and losing in the national championship. That, that's yeah. that's like some of my favorite football memories as a kid. So that's that's how this is how it's always been. But aside from that, I I am just really struggling with the downside. Oh, roster management's going to be hard. Well, well that's what I don't, well, I don't for have, the millionaires. I don't care about having roster management issues. All right, you get paid six to seven million dollars a year. Figure it out. So far this year, we have sort of seen that. And this is something that happens a lot in life. The naysayers were wrong about this, about NIL. It's just, it, it's just working. It's working right now. Now, you, you can go crazy about you know what's happening with the Texas guys and all that, but who cares? Guys, they were already probably giving $50,000 to every Texas scholarship lineman. They were just doing it illegally. Now at least it's out in the open, and you know what you have to do to win. If you want to recruit an offensive lineman that has a Texas offer, you better come up with 60K. At least you know now. It doesn't have to be all hush-hush. Yeah, I don't know if uh, Mississippi's infrastructure will allow, you know, 50K per lineman deals around here. Probably not. Probably not. But, you know, at least you know. Well, in the you don't have to feel bad about it anymore. Like, how did we lose that kid? Well, they offered him $50,000. Yeah. Okay, well, all right. Well, that explains it then. But the thing is, as you made reference to all summer, these schools can only sign a certain number of guys. And they were right. always getting these guys anyway. Yeah. Now it gives you a chance, Adam. Yeah. Look at Michigan State. Best season that school's had in a long Across time. The portal. And that's how they built it. And if Ole Miss can do what Michigan State did, they're poised to have another good season next year. It's going to be tough. Got to get those players. But if you can do it, you're in great shape. See, and this is a point that I I, I hear. Like I, I hear you on this one. I, I, the good and the bad depends on if you're looking at what's good for programs or good for kids' individual future. But here's well, the, I, I hear that. But the also, programs aren't going anywhere. There's more money than ever in college football. Yeah. Um, but to me, it's I'm talking about the overall health of college football as a whole. But th- these kids have more freedom. And there are some places or, or some players that are in situations that are, are toxic. They're, they're being coached by a guy that doesn't treat them well. And not like, oh, you're too soft, but like mistreatment. We've seen in sports that there are coaches that mistreat their players. Not coach them hard, mistreat them. Could be a situation like that. Or you've seen players that not too terribly long ago were getting waivers denied when they wanted to transfer closer to home because their mother was dying. Those kind of things. Maybe a guy, you know, went to, he's from Texas, went to USC, and is just homesick and he just wants to be closer to home. Those kind of things, I don't want to take those opportunities away from kids because a different one might make a bad decision. You can't limit wonder, freedom based on bad decisions. I do wonder are coaches going to have to change the way they recruit? Are we going to see the portal level off in a few years because coaches are going to stop promising early playing time and things of that nature? 
and you know, instead of seeing 2,000 kids in the portal, we only see 500 because they figure out, hey, there's only so many spots. I don't want to go play at the FCS level. I might be better off sticking it out here. Six zero one eight seven nine forty three ninety five is the text line. We'll be back. Get the news that matters to Mississippi on Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Each weekday starting at 10 a.m., Gerard brings you a spirited debate on the key stories of the day with the newsmakers and powerful reporting on the issues you care about. Listen on your local Super Talk station or anywhere you get Super Talk Mississippi. And watch the show live on C Spire Channel 70, Super Talk TV, and on the Super Talk Mississippi app. This is Fox on Justice. Google in the spotlight as an unredacted version of a lawsuit filed by Texas AG Ken Paxton on behalf of 15 states charges the company with rigging the online advertising market and squashing the competition. Google operates AdEx, the largest electronic trading market for online ads in existence, processing 11 billion online ad spaces every day. The company also owns the largest buy-side and sell-side online ad brokers and colluded with Facebook to maintain its competitive position. The result? Well, according to the suit, the company dominates the business, taking a 22 to 42% cut of all ad spending. One senior Google employee admitting the analogy would be if Goldman or Citibank owned the New York Stock Exchange. Google, for its part, says the lawsuit is riddled with inaccuracies. Jerry Willis, Fox News. When it comes to the outdoors, we are one. We live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the great outdoors. So let's talk about it. Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews. Mondays starting at noon here on Super Talk Mississippi. Presented by the Foundation Protecting Our Outdoors Heritage. Listen or watch the show anywhere you get Super Talk Mississippi. This is House Call for Health. Drug overdose deaths in the United States topping 100,000 annually. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's National Center for Health Statistics releasing provisional data showing 100,306 overdose deaths during a 12-month period ending in April of this year. That's an increase of nearly 29% or more than 78,000 deaths from the same period the previous year. Many of the overdose increases came from synthetic opioids, primarily fentanyl, methamphetamine, cocaine, and natural and semi-synthetic opioids. The CDC says overdoses can be prevented using several strategies. Enhance linkage to care. Reduce high-risk prescription drug use. Increase distribution of and access to naloxone. That's a non-addictive, life-saving drug that can reverse the effects of an opioid overdose when administered in a timely manner. And increase access to risk reduction service. For more health news, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health on Lisa Brady. Fox News. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Governor Tate Reeves has authorized a sizable bonus for Mississippi law enforcement. Due to the hazardous duties and mountains of challenges that they encountered, I have authorized $1,000 in hazard pay. 
funded by my office's Discretionary CARES Act funds for each sworn law enforcement officer who actively served during the COVID-19 state of emergency. The one-time payment will be received by eligible law enforcement by the end of this calendar year. When the owners of Joe's Cafe in Tupelo bought a food truck four years ago, they had every intention of using it to help those in need. That way we could go into devastated areas and feed the first responders and the victims um, by utilizing the resources that God gave us, and it's the food truck. Jennifer Brignac and her team will spend Christmas Day feeding families in areas of Kentucky that were recently ravaged by tornadoes. I'm Kelly Bennett. This is Jake Mangum. It's great to be on a team that is based in Mississippi. It's important to me that my team supports our high schools, universities, and several local events throughout the state. Of course, I'm talking about my home team, Farm Bureau Insurance. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authority from Seaspire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Seaspire Business. Win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit seaspire.com slash business. Mississippi News doesn't sleep, and neither do we. At supertalk.fm, you get news from all over the state. From stories to keep you safe, to legislation that could affect your bank account, to weather reports to help you better plan your weekend. Plus, find in-depth interviews with the newsmakers in the Supertalk podcast archives. And everything Mississippi sports. Your Mississippi News. All the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm.fm. Talk Mississippi. Sports. Sports Talk Mississippi. You know I love sports. On Super Talk Mississippi. You better watch out. You better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why, Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a, a little more context on this Samford loss for Ole Miss, so they're 203 in the net. Samford is coached by Bucky McMillan. Who came to Samford after a long stint as the head coach at Mountain Brook High School. If you were trying to make Ole Miss fans feel better, I don't think you succeeded right there. Uh, they were number 13 in the country in 2020, was Mountain Brook. <laughs> Playing what they call buckyball. Buckyball, you say? Buckyball. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so there you go. Um, last year, with uh, you know COVID and all that stuff, they went 6-13 and 13 overall. Mm. Two and nine in Southern Conference play, playing much better this year. But uh, yeah, so that is uh, a little info on the head coach at Samford, who just beat Ole Miss in the Pavilion today. Also, 
some uh, some portal news, or maybe not news at all. Grayson McCall, somebody that people thought was going to enter the portal. In fact, when you typed in Grayson McCall on the search bar, the question would pop up, is Grayson McCall transferring? That answer is no. He has affirmed that he will return to Coastal Carolina next year. So a quarterback that wasn't even on the board, but people thought he would be on the board, no longer hypothetically going to be on the board. So there's that. But the, the, it just keeps getting thinner for Ole Miss at this position. That they really need somebody to pop in after the bowls or after spring practice or something. Because right now, I mean, again, we we said this over and over, but I think it bears repeating. Even if you're one of those people that thinks that Luke Altmyer should be the guy, they have two scholarship quarterbacks on roster. Two. You can't play a season with that. You've got no. to add another one somewhere. You have to. Right. I agree. I agree. Message from the 662. I like the portal. I agree with you all. If it's good for football programs, but I will say there needs to be an emphasis on maybe schools hiring staff to mentor the kids on their options and if it's actually a good idea to get in the portal. Lots of kids end up not really having anywhere to go, so then a lot of times they won't even get a degree. So football is over and education also if they lose their scholarship. But, I mean, kids just have to make good decisions. Portal is great to me. It helps state a lot. That's fair. The problem is a lot of these kids have outside advisors telling them, you're great, you're, you you deserve better than this, get in the portal. There's only so much you can do sometimes. But you're right. And, and that's part of being an adult. Sometimes you make a dumb decision and you got to live with the consequences of it. I mean, there, there are a lot of kids in the portal leaving good programs that are going to worse programs. They're going to end up at worse programs yeah. or end up nowhere. And then you're right. What do you do from there? So They they could swallow their pride and drop down a level, maybe even two, if need As be. As they should. It, 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 if I were a player, and you know, I would probably have some, some idea of where I wanted to go, and if those programs weren't interested, I might, I might look at a, a top-notch FCS program. you got to figure they would be interested in you. This is something I've wanted to bring on the show for days now. We just haven't gotten around to it, but I'm glad we get to do this now. So Patrick Mahomes is the most electrifying player in the NFL. I mean, obviously won a Super Bowl already, MVP, half a billion dollar contract. Uh, he's either just gotten married or about to get married as a child. I mean, he's just living the dream, living the life. Right. Just killing it, and does great things for the Kansas City community. Everybody likes him. Nobody has a bad thing to say about Patrick Mahomes. He is extremely well-loved. His brother, though, not so much. Although he is taking advantage of his brother Patrick being famous, and he has built himself a following on TikTok that... New app that the kids are using where people dance and it's short videos and stuff. Malcolm Reed has a TikTok. He does a really good job on there. But the platform at its genesis was dancing videos. And Jackson Mahomes has built up a following because he does weird dances on TikTok. Apparently, Jackson Mahomes and some friends went to a local establishment in Kansas City and uh, were not accommodated to their liking. And roasted them on his social media platforms, leading to what usually happens on the internet and people 
discussing and leaving bad reviews for this establishment that they've never been in, but they do it to follow Patrick Mahomes' disappointing brother, Jackson. The restaurant saw the reviews, and here is what they wrote in response. This was their release. They put it on Instagram and all kinds of stuff, but this is what they wrote in response to Patrick Mahomes' brother trying to get them canceled, if you will. They said, it's time to have a talk. Today we are experiencing a lot of activity over social media regarding a recent visit paid to us by an unhappy guest. This person happens to have a lot of followers on social media, therefore it is something we cannot ignore. Voice, reach, and influence are power. In our case, with many businesses that are locally owned, power of a few social media personalities can make or break that business. This grants these people this certain power to affect our livelihoods. Trust me, this gets better. There are those who have built their influence by being responsible, informed, positive, and sincere. There are also those that have built their followings by being the opposite. That being said, we have some apologies to make. Dear Jackson Mahomes, and they tagged him, We are sorry that we set boundaries that you tried to ignore. Oftentimes, people with unearned status and a sense of entitlement think they are above the rules and will lash out at an employee enforcing them. We are sorry we cannot seat your very large group, as you probably saw our bar is very small. We are sorry that you have the reach that you do, or at least that you think that you do, and instead of using it for something positive, you decided to use it to try and crush a small business. We survived a global pandemic. We'll survive your ego. We are sorry you, we are sorry you didn't reach out to us first before taking to social media, but then again, that is an expectation we should have from a mature and rational person, not somebody who pours water on fans and dances on the memorials of tragically lost people for TikTok clout. We have not been fortunate enough to be born into a much more talented and much more famous family, but we would like to think that if we did have that much luck, we would use our influence in more responsible ways. We hope our apology finds you well. This guy's a loser. Let's just, let's just call a spade a spade here, right? I mean, Burn. he's a guy who's, whose brother is famous, so he thinks he deserves a slice of that, and he just does these outrageous things and thinks he, because of who his brother is, you know, he can get away with it. What is it with, with quarterbacks and their brothers, Patrick and his crazy brother, Jordan Rogers and his crazy brother? What's going on there? Did you know, or have you followed the uh, Jackson curse? So you know how the Chiefs were playing really bad? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, they turned it around right as his brother stopped coming to games. Mm Mm-hmm. And now they're winning. There you go. (laughs) It's like the Pam curse, but opposite. Yeah. Did we talk about that lawsuit, by the way? The Texas coach is getting sued, by the way, and his... Uh, are they married, or is it just his girlfriend that lives... Either way. The uh, the pole assassin is getting sued by the parents of the kid who her monkey bit on Halloween. Yes. Hook them horns, baby. One of the... that That is the story of the season. Not Georgia... Not 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 Kenny Walker or Kenny Pickett. It, it's that. It's what's the story that defines the twenty twenty one season? It's pole assassin and her monkey. 
If you ever have somebody ask you why you love college football, like my wife, why do you like this so much? I'm just going to send her a link. Yeah. Here, here's why. Read Be- this story. Because this football coach, his girlfriend, his monkey, bit a kid on Halloween, and his head coach had to address it in a press conference. That is why I love college football. Right yeah. there. You don't get that anywhere else. No. No, it's just, it's it's everything you want in, in it, it's something that, if we were going to do a, a Netflix show on college football, and I sat down and pitched to you, okay, so on Halloween, one of our assistant coaches will host a haunted house at his, at his home, and his girlfriend, who's a stripper, will have a monkey, and the monkey gets loose somehow and bites a kid, and that becomes part of a curse on our on the season. You, you're saying no, too unrealistic. I mean, we got to have a little degree of realism in here. But it happened. It 100 percent happened. Now, wait a second. The state basketball game tonight is not not on available television. on video of any kind. No, you got to listen to it. Uh, that's the only way. I love Neil Price. And I love the radio, and I listen. It's crazy there's no TV whatsoever. 601-879-4395 is the text line. We'll be back. You know that nowadays more people are cutting the cord ditching traditional cable and satellite television and instead just streaming everything with super talk mississippi media digital's over-the-top advertising you can get your business seen on streaming tv super talk mississippi media digital's highly trained and trusted team can show you how your ad dollars can go further to reach a more targeted audience call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today take a pause Oh, hold on. Let me grab that. Take a pause. Hello? Uh, All right, Baxter. Let me get back to you. Now, what if your dog could call you at any time that they wanted to? Dr. Ileana Hersky-Douglas at the University of Glasgow has been working on that. There are already plenty of gadgets that let you talk to your dog remotely, but the doctor wanted to come up with a device that lets the dogs do the dialing. Animals can be active users of technology. She said she put her device inside a ball and connected that to her laptop at home so when her dog, Zach, would shake that ball, the laptop would come on and dial into her at work with a video call. When we first demonstrated the ball to him, he got like a, a bit confused, he whined a bit. Um, but after that, he was perfectly fine with it. Dog phone isn't ready for market yet, but soon you may be able to knick-knack, patty-whack, give the dog a phone. Take a pause. Jill Nato, Fox News. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. But what if the online information about your business is incorrect, or even worse, not very flattering? If your online presence isn't great, you may be losing customers. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's trusted and highly trained team is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. 
This is Poll Perry with Fox News Director of Polling, Dana Blanton. Gas prices are at a seven-year high. No wonder most, 72%, say prices at the pump pose a financial hardship for their family. Our Fox News survey also asked, what should President Biden do to bring down prices? A majority says, take action. Relax regulations on domestic drilling or open strategic oil reserves. But one in four says, do nothing. Either keep costs high to discourage people from driving or let the market decide prices. A third of voters believe Biden is happy about higher gas prices because it'll spur use of alternative energy. A recent comment from White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki explains why they might think that. Look, our view is that the rise in gas prices over the long term makes an even stronger case for doubling down our investment and our focus on clean energy options. But it's hard to believe Biden's happy given the 10-point drop in his approval rating. I'm Dana Blanton. That's your poll Puri. This is Jake Mangum, all-time hits leader in the SEC. Two of the best decisions I've ever made were Mississippi State and Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. Both teams have supported me through thick and thin. Even though my college playing days are over, I'm excited to be a part of the Farm Bureau team. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. All summer and fall, you've heard our Food Fridays presented by our friends at Polk's Meat. With the temps starting to fall, maybe you're slowing down on grilling, but that's no reason to slow down on the delicious meats from Polk's. Whether it's ham or smoked sausage, whether it's gumbo, jambalaya, or a big breakfast spread, make sure it's Polk's. Why? You know why. Because picky people pick Polk's. of America's music. This is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24-7 at supertalk.fm. Let's go, let's go, let's go. This is your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Famous Idaho Potato Bowl is going on right now in Boise on the blue turf. Looks like Wyoming's going to win that game. 240 left, and they're up by 14. 52-38 the score there right now over Kent State. Good for them. What do you think they do with the kids in Boise? Like, you know, State will... I assume do they do stuff like activities, you know? Oh, yeah. What do you think they do in Boise? Well, I mean, they go to a ranch or something? Well, I mean, Boise's probably a big enough town. There's probably bars and parties and stuff like that. Oh, they don't you know? take the kids to a bar. Are you talking about, like, for a bowl game? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Marshall Henderson once went oh. to a bar after an NCAA tournament win right next to the arena and got promptly dragged out of there by a former uh, staff member. Uh, I don't know. Take them on a moose hunt. See, now we're talking. That's how you can get your bowl game on the same plane as the Hawaii Bowl. Go search for elk in some national park nearby. 
I'll get you jazzed up for a football game. Good one coming tonight, by the way. There is a great quote, by the way, on this Grayson McCall, uh, I'm coming back, graphic yeah. that we can't we can't read on the air. I suggest you go find it, though. It's on Twitter. He's the man. I, I, that, that's, that's Minshew-esque. Yeah, the way he plays. I had somebody tell me over the weekend that they didn't think that uh, Grayson McCall would be his game would translate in the SEC and his arm's not strong enough or whatever, I thought, you know, watch him play and tell me you wouldn't want that dude quarterbacking your team. Mm-hmm. He's got that streak in him. That just You don't see it with quarterbacks much. He plays like his rear end's on fire. But he's still under control. Great player. I think that he's got a future in football. Does he have the best arm in the world? No, he, he doesn't. But I think he's got a future beyond playing at Coastal Carolina. But either way. Yeah. Big game tonight. It should be a lot of fun. UTSA, 12-1 and UTSA against 11-2 and San Diego State tonight. San Diego State, a two-and-a-half point favorite in the Frisco Bowl. Yeah, I'm in for that. That feels like a good game. Feels like it should have a lot going on. San Diego State has the best punter in college football, too. Yeah, the punt god. Yeah. That guy is unbelievable. He's this generation's Ray Guy. We'll see if he can uh, live up to the hype. Maybe not as great an athlete as Ray Guy, but as far as being a punter, really, really good. Jason, I, I, I'll take your word for it. He says Boise's just as hopping as Starkville or Oxford. I'll take your well, word Boise's for it. Boise's a big town. It is. I mean, as, as far as, I mean, I, let me see the population of it. It's not like there's a ton of people. Living in Idaho, it's like two hundred thousand, right? In Boise, yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's a big like city. Jackson, yeah, it's bigger than Jackson. So yeah, there's 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 going to be stuff to do. I still think they should take the kids on an elk hunt, though. Yeah, that, I mean, I would. Yeah, like if depending on when Ole Miss gets to the Sugar Bowl, take them out on a fan boat. Let them really see Louisiana. Yeah. Tell Matt Corral he's got to wrestle a gator. <laughs> he might actually opt out of that one. Bryce Young would have done it. That's why he won the Heisman. Get out of there, Matt. <laughs> oh, man. Check that Most game Most likely tonight, player to wrestle a Gator on the Ole Miss roster. Sam Williams? Yeah, I feel like he'd do it. Yeah. What a turnaround he made I mean, from yeah. a couple years ago to now. Uh, I'm still blown away that there is a Division One SEC college basketball game happening tonight that you cannot access via video. You have high schools that do wonderful jobs with their streams. Video, I mean, the audio quality's good. Play-by-play guys are good. Working hard, high school kids. And you're telling me an SEC basketball team, you cannot watch an SEC basketball game tonight? Anywhere? Not even, like, Twitch? Nothing? No YouTube, Periscope, nothing? Facebook? There's nothing. And it's I mean, crazy. Not going to be a lot of people watching it live either, from what I can tell. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. It just doesn't make sense to play. No offense to the city of Jackson, but there's no point playing this game there. You know, just that 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 facility is not worthy of an SEC basketball team. They, just, they shouldn't be playing there. Cole Beasley is another guy that's just tested positive in the NFL. Uh, for what it's worth, I mean, yeah, that's pretty polarizing that's there. Pretty shocking there, huh? Everybody say Merry Christmas to Brian Hayden.
Yeah. Merry Christmas, y'all. You won't hear him again until Monday of next week. Richard and I have you tomorrow and Thursday, and then Christmas music on Friday. In the meantime, y'all have a great night. Enjoy your state basketball. Hopefully you enjoy it more than Ole Miss fans enjoyed their basketball today. I look forward to reading tweets about it. And we'll be back with you tomorrow at 3. Good night. Later. Talk Mississippi Media Production.